I'm ready. Let's ready. go. Let's go. Let's go. He's so stoked to meet Marlon. Oh, you were wearing my headphones, weren't you? No. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, Black Zeus, you know what I'm saying? BBG. Squad for life, you know what I'm saying? Get with it later. Real nigga, you know what I'm saying? Hey, run that shit off, I'm killing shit, I might just catch a homie. Million dollar scheme could run it by me. I hit the gym and doubled up my body. I'm trapping weight, I might just hurt somebody. I'm killing shit, I might just catch a homie. Million dollar scheme could run it by me. I hit the gym and doubled up my body. I'm trapping weight, I might just hurt somebody. Okay, my shit turn on. We can hear you. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, bet, 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 bet. <laughs> well, hey, man. Well, thank you so much for jumping on with us. Yeah, man, for sure, bro. Uh, oh, dude, I don't have the access. The camera. I just got a new phone. There we go. There, oh, there we go. Yeah. Can <laughs> I do it landscape or like this way? Uh, you know what? We don't even really use the video. I mean, we just do it on Zoom because it's the easiest way to connect. Um, oh, so it's all it's, audio. Yeah, yeah so it's all good. audio. Dude, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. But I'm glad you connected because that is a fly-ass shirt. I'm just going to put that out there hey, right now. Hey, man, appreciate you. Appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. You know, yeah. H&M, you know, okay. I can, we, I can it. on the budget. You know. Hey, you know, you know, man, I got mine. It, they were doing a giveaway at work. They're like, do you want a hoodie? I was like, yes, I love free clothes. Give me that. Sign me up. You know what I mean? Hey, man, like I said, we appreciate it so much. Uh, I'm Rick. Uh, I was the one that was kind of going back and forth with you on Twitter. Um, okay. And you're you're a great follow, by the way, man. It's I'm just putting that out there. I enjoy following you. Everything from the weightlifting, senior progress to, you know, the funny ass Dragon Ball memes every now and then, man, I dig it. Oh man, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I try yeah. to keep it, you know, you know, kind of, kind of satire, you know, not too serious. Man, I dig it because some people are just on here like it's like it's nothing but business, and I get it. It is a business. Don't get me wrong, but you know, at the same time, you got to have some personality with it, otherwise, it doesn't work. Right? You got to be human. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like exactly. You know, golly, be a, be a real person. You know what I mean? Exactly. And speaking of that, I'm, I'm an asshole. I didn't. This is my wife, Karina. I'm sorry. Hi, hey, Karina. <laughs> so I'm assuming y'all are both y'all are both like MTV Challenge fans or what? Yeah. So give oh. you a little bit of backstory. Uh, she's you know fanatic. Like never missed a season. Been watching it since '98. You know, <laughs> like on it. Like, and we met about seven years ago. And I watched Real World growing up. You know, all that and Road Rules. And then I saw the first few challenges. And then okay. You know, uh, I think we're kind of close to the same age. I graduated in 04. And, you know, you're okay. 17, 18. I wasn't watching MTV. I was doing other stuff at that point. <laughs> right, you know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah. Exactly, right. But we got together and she's like, and I went over one night and she's like, all right, we can hang out and all that, but my show's on tonight. So you got to sit here and watch this. <laughs> and, it, and it was uh, Rivals 3. So I started watching. And then I watched Banana Steal the Money. I was like, oh, shit, this yeah. is scandalous. Shiesty. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, okay. And then so, you know, I got into it from there. And then I've been watching back episodes. And, you know, she's, uh, I know you guys might go back and forth a little bit because she's a big CT fan. <laughs> but, but with that being said, she, she was like, I got to show you Rivals too. It's like one of the best seasons ever. I was like, 
yeah, let's do this. I'll watch it right now. Mm-hmm. And then right. that first episode, you know, they introduce you and Jordan, and then you get into it with CT. And I was like, all right, I'm hooked. Let's go. Right, right. Like, let's sold. go. Sold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the eliminations they had in that and that hall brawl you had, man, that that got me stuck. And that's where I become a fan. I start following you from that point on. And it's a wrap since then. Yeah, dude. Right. I mean, I think Rivals 2 is definitely one of those. Like, I don't know. Like, it's one of those top seasons, like, of the challenge just because it was, like, it was the old school format. It had the people that, like, everybody wanted to see. Like, it was such a, like, I looked at that season as, like, it was just packed with all the big the big players. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even the rookies, like us, me and Jordan, even the rookies in there were people that, like, people were already wanting to see. So it was just, like, the, the, and then like the like the way they casted it was perfect because like the drama was just so organic. It was so just like these people are just really playing the game, and like all the stuff that's like coming up with it is just part of the process. Like you know what I mean? So so that season is just I don't know, man. It's still one of those top I feel seasons still to this day. Oh yeah, I mean I think and me and her go back and forth on this all the time is they created magic with certain seasons and rivals too is one of them. Right. And they always are trying to recapture that. And it's like what you said on Twitter though, like the drama from that show was based out of either previous relationships or the competition. And that yeah. was the best kind of drama. And you were absolutely right on that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, cause I feel like, I, I feel like they put the right, like, especially with the males, like, especially with the males, like they put a lot of alpha males in that situation that could compete on all levels of the game, whether it was politically, whether it was physically, or whether it's just, you know, drama, like strategy. So it's just like everybody had to be on their A game. So no one could just coast through. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like now we have those players, like they stick to one aspect of the game. So then they let someone else kind of coast through and guide the rest. And then that's why you don't really get so much of that organic, just like strategy or drama or, you know, people go into certain challenges and like they don't even try because they're like, oh, well, you know, I've got all I've got all these other people moving all these other pieces. So I don't even have to win. You know what I mean? You didn't have that in Rivals 2. You any and everybody could be on a chopping block every week, every challenge. So it was like you had to play the game week after week after week. And the fact the way they set up the voting on that, yeah. that was like my favorite thing. Where the, that's what I was. Gonna, yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Like the way that they set up the voting on that, where the women chose for the men and the men chose for the like, that was insane. I was not expecting that when I was watching that season. And I think that it played into the drama of the season so well. And I wish they would do something like that again. It, it was just it was a perfect setup the entire season. Yeah, no, that was I, I was shook when they did that because I, I figured it was just gonna be like, you know what I mean? I figured it was just gonna be like a full houseboat. You know what I mean? So yeah. you know, you 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 knew that you had to play everything, but like when it when it was like females vote for the guys, it flipped the whole script because it was like, okay, well, if this female has a relationship with somebody, you know what I mean, and you're potentially gonna go up against them or whatever the case may be, or or say, you know, like me as a being a rookie, not having any relationship with anybody, it was like I got to hit the ground running, making like all these new relationships and dialogue with all these females that I've never met before. And it, it was just like, you're running around like, like a chicken with your head cut off. Cause like, you don't know who to talk to. And yeah. it's like, you talk to one person about, you know, this guy and they're like, well, I hate them. So like now they're pissed at you. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> what, do I do? what do I do? You know? Oh man. Like, and that's the thing is like, so 
kind of I, I used to watch Big Brother big like when I was younger and so like the the politicking part of the game I like I got into right away with the challenge I was like okay this is dope and that's what kind of drew me into it and then seeing the way you guys did on rivals too especially as rookies because I didn't know this at the time but I know that Jordan had kind of a reputation going into that season and then having to be partnered with him with the you know the bullshit that happened in the house with y'all yeah yeah no that was tough because it was like you know what's so funny is it's like me and Jordan have a very similar like background in a sense of we were raised the same way very down south very you know, in your face, very, you know, football sports, the coaches grabbing your helmet, telling you you're, you know, a piece of whatever, like, you know what I mean? Like the whistle bouncing off the top of the helmet. I'm already yeah, done. Exactly. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Get, get in line, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like I understood kind of like I understood how Jordan communicated, right? So I didn't take yeah. a lot of things personal. It was just like if you go past a certain line, like I'm gonna have to bring you back down to reality. Right. Yeah. So going into the house being partnered with him, I knew that like we could compete well together because we were going to be able to communicate on the same level when it comes to like competition. My big thing was, is I didn't know how he was going to fare with other people in the house. Cause I know he can rub people wrong. So I know that like, you know, even like, I mean, even he had got into it with a little bit with CT and Frank and a bunch of people. And I was like, all right, cool. We're going to play good cop, bad cop. I'm gonna let you yeah. be the bad cop, right? Yeah. And I'm gonna go over here and I'm gonna be cool with all the females and I'm gonna be over here and I'm gonna just, you know what I mean, play cool, be nice, you know, make a couple sandwiches, make a couple jokes, right? And it played out good because then, like, because like it was so crazy because I think it was like week, I think it was right, I think it was like week three, I had ended up chopping it up with Jimmy. And uh, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jazz, Hook, and and then I was starting to kind of vibe with Dim, and it was kind of crazy because it was like it was like perfect timing. Oh, and Nani, it was like perfect timing because like we had all kind of started vibing, and a lot of the vets were like, "Look, they were starting to be like, okay, this rookie team, Jordan, Ron, are kind of a threat." We had started getting on people's radar, and they started giving, and like the females started giving me the heads up, like. Yo, I think they're going to start coming after y'all. And it was like perfect time that they said that because then me and Jordan kind of had a, had a talk. It was like, bro, we got to start winning these challenges or we're going in. I was like, because I was, I was like, the first time we don't win, like we're either going to be voted in because the females have so much other like relationships. They don't want to like put a target on their back. Or if we lose, obviously they're going to they're going to take a big shot at us. So it was like we kind of even for being rookies, we knew so much that was going on in the house just by like side conversations that it gave us like so much more of a, a, a position to compete versus like what you see with these new seasons. Yeah. Cause these rookies don't play the game. No, they don't. They sit there and they coast and float really, you know, they that's really what, until they're yeah. backs against the wall. They're just like, uh, uh, what, 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 what do I do? Yeah. You should have so, been doing it week one. <laughs> so I got to ask, are you, do you stay on the current seasons and watch them every now and then? Or how's that go? Um, so I have been watching. Okay. So this is the funny thing is I had stopped watching for a while because I was like, I ain't never going to be on it. Like, you know what I mean? Cause I have a sports yeah. background. So I'm thinking like, all right, I need to watch it to keep up with people just in case they call me and I just go in blind. So I stopped watching it. Cause I was like, they ain't calling me. So then they actually started calling me for, um, all-stars. Um, oh, I was actually going to ask you about that, man. But oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they yeah, called go, go me ahead. for all three all-stars. They called me oh, for all-stars one. They called me for All-Stars 2, and they called me for this, this season of All-Stars 3. Obviously, I'm still at the crib. They didn't cast me. 
neither here nor there. Yeah. So then I started watching again because I was like, okay, I got to know who I'm about to be going against. Or and then and then they called me the year before All Stars one. They called me for the regular challenge. So uh, for the main challenge. Yeah. So like for the last four, I guess whatever. Oh, oh man. Hey, so I have been keeping up. I have been keeping up with uh, like War of the Worlds one, two, uh, obviously Spies, Lies, and Allies. What is yeah, it yeah, 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 um, yeah. Horrible name. Then, I'm gonna uh, be honest. What was the other one? Uh, uh, War of the Worlds or Total Madness? Because War of the Worlds had three, right? It was one, two, and three on those, right? No, it was one, two, and then I think they went Total Madness, then they went Double Agents, Double Agents and then Spy Double Spy. Agents. Okay, so then I watched Double yeah. Agents as well. So I've been keeping, I, I, I've been keeping up here lately. Yeah, so I mean, I agree with you 100 percent on the rookies, uh, especially it seems like since Total Madness when the Big Brother crew came in. It, rookies start playing different you know what i mean like and it's because they have that big brother mentality of just shut up don't say nothing and right. just stay with who you know and don't try to network and that's the wrong way to go about it so i mean right. you know i think fessy and casey get lucky with it because casey i know people hate on her but she's she's an athlete like watching her do what she did in big brother and watching what she does in the show she's an athlete and yeah. as much as people hate on Fessy, he's an athlete too. He's got the background, you know, right. so he can, he can athletically get to that challenge. It's just everything else he's going okay, to have to work my out. My thing with Fessy though, my thing with Fessy, like, and, and this is my thing, and this is my, and, and this is my thing with, with Fessy and CT at this point in the challenge, in the regular challenge is, is these guys ride this, I'm an athlete or I'm a physical competitor, like, or I'm this big threat. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people in the house are afraid to go after them. Mm-hmm. And I think that like it's a flop, though, because if you look at CT and I love CT, I think CT is great for the challenge. Like, I mean, obviously, he's kind of transitioning. That's more of a puzzle guy or whatever. But I think that a lot of these rookies need to take some shots at these guys early in the game, because think about it. Jay, Jay, from mm-hmm. what, uh, what, two, two, two or three seasons ago, sent yeah. CT home in an elimination. Like that CT was that CT should have won. He that smashed he won. an elimination yeah. like that before. He's right. already won something like that. Like and very, killed it. He wants something very similar. Still got sent home, and that was Jay's rookie season. Yeah. Right? yeah. And yeah. then two, Fessy. Fessy has not done anything physically. How do I say? Exceptional in the sense no. of no. every time they get into a physical challenge. He never, ever just outright destroys the competition. He struggled with Nelson in the hall brawl, and Nelson's like half his size. So I think they need some rookies in there that, or I think some of these rookies should go in there with the mentality of taking a shot at one of these vets early in the game. Even if they can't pull it off, even if they can't pull it off, at least put that energy out there because then you can get somebody like Ashley you know what I mean? She, she knows her back is against the wall. You can mm-hmm. get somebody like uh, uh, Kyle. You can get Corey. Yep. You can get Nelson. You can get uh, Big T. You know what I'm saying? You can get yep. some of these vets that aren't in the big power alliance to maybe back you as a rookie and take one of these people out. Then that changes the whole face of the game. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Like me and her were talking about this last episode with uh, um, who was it that went down? Ed. And they walk down and, you know, if you've seen the challenge, you know, that's a pole wrestle. As soon as you see that ring, you're like, that's either balls in or pole wrestle. Oh, there's a pole on the ground. It's pole wrestle. And of all the people he picked, he picked Kyle, the lankiest Scotty Pippen looking dude I've ever seen. And is just, you know, 
to has, me has never lost a pole wrestle before ever. Yeah, he's up there with Derek Kane West as you know top top people to ever do pole wrestle, and then right. you're going to pick him. Like, look, don't get me wrong, CT's a beast when he gets to the final. Right. In the eliminations, right. he's, 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 no, he's a normal guy. To, you have to take CT on an elimination. You will always have a better opportunity of beating him in an elimination than you will in a final he's built for finals you know and he's ran so many of them at this point that it's it's experience counts for exactly you know but you throw him in an elimination especially uh one that maybe he's not expecting to go in you Mm -hmm. catch him off guard and you have a good chance of beating him down there you know as long as it's not like a puzzle because yeah he's just insane at that but insane Oh, yeah. oh, dude, he's he's up that. I mean, yeah. we if walked into that. Brawl, if I'm seeing pole wrestle, if I'm seeing the ring, if I'm seeing uh, uh, even the back, even I know he absolutely destroyed, you know, um, Johnny in the in the backpack uh, deal back in the day. But if yeah. it's anything remotely physical, like I would call him out, like just because, yeah, his elimination record for like the last five six seasons is not very good. And why risk running a final against him? That makes no sense, especially if I'm Fessy and I got the votes in the house. Like, I don't, that's the one thing that I, like, I I, I never understood that. Like, the Big Brother crew, I don't understand why they don't go instantly after, uh, like, the CTs, maybe Nelson, who is an elimination beast. Yeah. um, And let Nelson do your dirty work. Well, and Nelson, Nelson lost to CT in Invasion of the Champions by less than two minutes. He's a beast. Nobody wants to say it, but he is. And that was a hard final. You know what I mean? So, like, he lost by less than two minutes. Like, you, that's not somebody you really want to see in a a final either. No, no. And they don't give Nelson enough credit. No. They do not give Nelson enough credit for how good of a competitor he is. And it's just, and it's only because he hasn't made it to a final. It's only, or he hasn't won, like he hasn't made it to a yeah. final and done really well. But outside, like he's probably, I'm going to tell you right now, Nelson right now, I would say in the last six to maybe, maybe like last six, last six seasons, he's a top five in the guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like hands down. So hands down, he's top five. We did our recap last night of the episode and we were talking yeah. about this whole situation. And I was like, if I'm mad, I go CT because you either go CT or you be a dick and you're like, sorry, Logan, get your ass down here. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. But with CT and elimination, I think you got a 50-50 shot or as oh, close 50/50. to 50-50 you, as you can get. I would even right? give you 60-40 if it's, if it's remotely physical. I right. give you 60-40. Yeah. In a, but in a final, it's about 90-10. You're probably going to lose that shit. Yeah. You, yeah. you know what that. I mean? You'll so, probably lose but man, so I have this whole questionnaire and I know we've just been kind of freestyling as we go. No, no, no. I <laughs> no, love it, man. Good. This is really what we try to do is more of a, you know, kind of, we want it to be natural conversation, have fun. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? But with that being said, dude, I got to ask you some of these questions because these are something I want to know, like, as like, try not to fangirl out. Because like I said, I've been a fan of yours for a minute. Like when I saw you on Rivals 2, I thought you I, brought. you were That was the first thing you said, like within the first like episode or two you were like that guy i like that well, guy. i want him to win he I was said like, okay <laughs> he said he was like oh i play college ball at tech tech i was like yep him he's gonna he's gonna go further you <laughs> right, know what right. i mean like i was like right off top like so like i went back and watched some of your old highlights like i know that you have probably one of the most uh probably not well-known plays but hilarious in the fact that you uh recovered a fumble from demarco murray against oklahoma I know. and sam branford 
Sam Bradford tackled you and hit his head on the ground and got an injury. So you didn't even yeah. you injured him without with him tackling you. Like that shit right, doesn't right. happen. He to me. Bad move, brother. Bad move, brother. Come on, bro. <laughs> you know what's funny is he had that um he had that game. He was one of the first people to wear uh it was like a concussion. The new Science helmets back then, helmet yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he ends up getting a concussion trying oh to tackle God. me. So, like, I mean, I guess perfect timing, but bad yeah. timing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they got the information they needed. Let's just yeah. say that. Good <laughs> thing they had those sensors in there for that game, right? Exactly. Yeah. So oh, I wanted man. to know, um, because you're you've been like you said you're from the south, lived in Texas. I taken most of your life, or because I know you said yeah, yeah, most of my there. life in Texas, most of my life in Texas. Okay, and now were you ever thinking about going to any other school other than Texas Tech? Man, you know what's mad funny is, is yeah. So I really, I really was kind of just got loyal to Texas Tech just because they were the first people to offer me. So when I was coming out of high school, no one wanted to give me a scholarship because I was only like 5'10", like 190 pounds playing linebacker. Yeah. So everybody was, yeah. So everybody was like, he can't play on the next level. He can't play on the next level. So I went to a Nike Spark camp and I was ended up being the number two athlete over the entire camp for oh, basically wow. all of, and it was like all of Oklahoma, Texas, uh louisiana and like a couple other states it was like the biggest one in, in like this southern region and i was number two over everybody so then everybody started sending in the scholarships after that but tech was the first one to like really just reach out to me and they like called me every week they called my dad every oh, week oh they were on leech. it yeah bro leech came to my crib i remember like a couple times like the head recruiter came and like checked me out of like school and was like took me to lunch so i was just like all right these dudes is like really about it. But then like Vanderbilt came on and they was like super, super on board, Oklahoma State, uh, Baylor, uh, um, man, who else? Um, there was a bunch of D2 schools. And then, uh, yeah, so I don't know. But it was mainly like Big 12 schools was just like all about like, uh, oh, Penn State. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. well, see, she, she's a Michigan fan. So you just, <laughs> her ears just perked up on that one. Right? Yeah. She's like, oh. <laughs> but, uh, but no but texas tech was the main one that was just really like putting the effort into like being like yo we want you like you're, you're we want you here so so my timelines might be a little bit off but were you on the team with crabtree at the time yeah me and crabtree were the same class oh we same that is class. awesome that's yeah. so cool man that's so bro cool. you know what's funny is is like it was like my time at texas tech was like the perfect four years so my first year there, I started as a true freshman, and we went to a bowl game. That year, we made it. We 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 played in our bowl game, and we had the biggest bowl uh, comeback in college history. My freshman year, wow. yeah, we came back from like thirty-one points, right? So that's my freshman year. Then my second year, we beat. Uh, oh, we upset Oklahoma. My, yeah, my yeah. Uh, my sophomore year, right? Then my. Junior year, we could end up being Big 12 champ, co-champions, and we upset Texas. And I remember that beer, year. Yeah, right? I was going to say, right. I remember that. And then, uh, and then my senior year, my senior year was kind of a, it was, the senior year was kind of a flop year, but we still went to a bowl game, went to Cotton Bowl, and then I got to play against Michael Orr when we got beat by Ole Miss. Ooh. Oh, that's dope. Right? That's awesome. Right, so, like, I, those four years was, like, epic because, like, I mean, we basically had, like, probably some of the best like years of Texas Tech football in like a really long time. And I got to play in every single year of it. And to, and to be honest, that's really the last time the big 12 was really super relevant. Cause I remember those times cause it was Texas, Oklahoma, oh, Oklahoma yeah, state, Texas Tech, Dude, Texas A&M. Everybody was fire. 
Dude, and it's like, it's, I, I always talk to people about it. And, I, I, and like, I always talk to people about it. I didn't really think about it till like, after like kind of just going back and looking at people in the league. It's like, bro, I played against all these people. I played against Colin Kaepernick. I played against Robert Griffin. I played against Sam Bradford, Colt McCoy, Jamal Charles, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, right? Adrian Peterson, uh, uh, wow. Malcolm Williams, Des Bryant. That's um, so cool. You know what I'm saying? Jordan right. Shipley. Like, I played I, against Michael Orr. All these man. people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I played against all these guys for four years. You know what I mean? I, I got to ask you. Harder to tackle. DeMarco Murray, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. Yeah, okay. Because he's just, like, dude. He's too he's explosive. Animal. Yeah. Dude, he's, he's, animal, dude. he's honestly one of my favorite players to ever watch. Yeah. Oh. The games he's had against Pittsburgh where he just blew over their safeties. Oh, it's just, it's the closest scene I've ever seen to uh, what my dad used to say was OJ Simpson and Jim Brown mixed together. Yeah. You no, know, seriously, though. Yeah. The, the mix of power and like agility is just like, it's unreal. And then he's, and not, like, he's not a short speed? guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then he does have break. I, I've never like that dude. His his breakaway speed once he gets to the second level is just stupid. It's just like, yeah. bro, you're already strong as hell. But then now you get up here with the safeties and you can outrun somebody. Like they don't. It's not fair. It's not no, fair. No, it's not. <laughs> it really is. It's like, yeah. all right. So at heart, I'm a football fan. Like that's my diehard. Like I'll I'll stop everything to watch football. But it's kind of funny because that competition and the debating of like, you know, who's a goat was an easy transition to the challenge, you know, and start talking right. about stuff. So it's like a super easy transition, but you know, I was talking to one of the guys in our group and I was talking about this post I saw and someone was like, Oh, Julio Jones is overrated. I was like, how the hell are you going to sit on the couch and tell me that Julio Jones is overrated? You know what I mean? No, like, come on, man. Like people are just saying shit, just say shit right. at this point. Right, like you, you just trying to get a reaction. Like, man, yeah. go sit out somewhere. Yeah, like. So the guy that got to twelve thousand yards faster than Jerry Rice is overrated. Yeah, he's come overrated. On, though. Yeah, come like, on, come now. on, bro. Yeah. do we need to pull up the stats? Like, do we yeah, need to pull really? up a man's rap sheet because you're yeah. talking nonsense? I responded to him. I was like, he only played what, like nine games last year. So I'm a Falcons fan at heart. So I, I'm all about heartbreak. You know what I mean? Getting my, right. getting, you know, getting our asses whooped all the time, but yeah, I'm going to say, you know, it, it, it's a tough, it's a tough time for you guys right now. Bro. It, it always has been, man. I've been liking them since they had Dion watching them, watching him go the oh, nine, Niners and just destroy us. It was oh. it's been rough, but uh, you know, I was like, man, he played nine games last year and his own peers in the NFL still ranked him a top 30 player. Like what? What are you trying to say at that point? Like, you know what, what else can you read? What else is that approved at that point? Yeah, you know what I mean. It, like, yeah, and it's funny to kind of transition that because I see that shit in the challenge groups all the time. They just like I get it. You got your favorites, and you're gonna go hard for your favorites. But can we be realistic for a second? You know what I mean? That's, like, let's that's stop what playing. Gets me. That's what gets me. It's like, like I understand you have somebody that you like because obviously the challenge you're a little bit more connected to them personally because you know their backstory and all that stuff. And I get that. But when we're talking about actually competing, people, when we're actually talking about actually competing, that's different than who you personally like. Because yes. some people have way better track records than others. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, way better. And this is kind of like a hot take that I told someone the other day. I was like, if Leroy would have won one final, he'd be considered a top five player all time. All time. Easy. Easy. He just had to win one. One. Like he wins, he wins double agents. He goes down as a top five. He's on some people's Mount Rushmore's just from his feats, the people he's beaten. I mean, right. like his social game, his social game just, too. Yeah. And his social game improved. And that's the other thing. I, I feel like a lot of people don't give Leroy credit for how much his game developed Yeah, from when he first started to the, to how he ended. Like yeah. people don't even give him credit for that. Like he evolved as a player 
like through the through the challenges, you still got you got people that's been playing the same exact game for 10 years straight and ain't won and keep doing the same thing. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy. You know, we, we talk about this all the time, how, you know, you see all these people continue to come back year after year after year, but they don't do anything to prepare themselves or to even fix the things that they know they're weak at. You know, speaking of Leroy, his first like season or two could not swim to save his life. And he went and he took swimming lessons. He learned. He came back a couple seasons later swimming like a fish, you know, and that's the shit that fans love to see. Like I fucking love to see stuff like that because it shows your dedication to the the competition side of the game, which for me, that's more of what I like. I know a lot of the fans like the drama and the house right. and the fights and the whatever. I like the competition side. Um, so I'm actually enjoying the kind of direction they're going lately with having more of a a competitive viewpoint on the show mm-hmm. and bringing mm-hmm. in more competitive type people. I love this, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so, yeah, it's just it's like just put the work in. That's it. That's all you have to do. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, that's like, it. I, I, I feel like I, especially because like I see them slowly trying to migrate, like you said, to more of the competition, which is why I think they brought a guy in like Ed. Right. right? Yeah. As, the, as soon as I saw them bring Ed in and then this past season, how a lot of these challenges are a little bit more physical. They're a little bit more competitive on on like a team aspect, like they're actually competing against each other versus you know, let's do some trivia and all that stuff. I like to see that because I feel like if we can get closer to that rivals to, you know, not just because I'm on that season. I don't want, I, I bring that season up a lot and people are like, oh, it's because you're on that season. But That's that not, era. Yeah, but that era where the competition is what bred the drama. Yeah. Versus the drama and the storyline being the focal point. And then we look at the competition. They got to get that flipped back around because then that's where things are going to be a little bit more organic. And then that's when you're going to get, you know, you know, for the people that do like drama, you're going to get better drama. It's going to be real drama. Yeah, real drama I, not pizza drama and not pizza drama and not right. oh you you made a tweet about me one time so now we're you know like what are you serious like this right. is lame oh you didn't call me when you came to la last week oh and yeah. like who okay cares? who cares what did yeah. you do in the challenge this week nothing yeah. okay you're going in i don't want to <laughs> exactly. hear it like, exactly hey, you you're know what in. and while you're saying that i really <laughs> miss the days where Last place goes right into elimination. Yeah, like, I miss that. I want that back so bad. Oh. Last place, go to elimination, house or winner. I don't really care which they do. Votes in the other team or whatever. Right. Or you know what? Let the man in the sand call down who he wants. I like that. Too. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind that either. You know what would be a dope, a dope concept is, is whoever gets last goes into elimination automatically. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But then they have a choice to where they could do one additional, like let's say puzzle or trivia or something like that, right? And if they win, they get to call somebody out, right? But the house doesn't know. The house doesn't know, right? So they get to make this choice in private and then they get to compete for this power in private. I like it. Right? So then let's say that they win it, they win it and they're gonna choose somebody, right? But then they force the house to still vote. And they can either do it publicly or in private, but they get the, they force the house to vote somebody in. And then when they get to the elimination round, they announce who the house voted for. And then at the last minute, they say, but such and such won the additional challenge. Yeah. So they get to call somebody out. 
Do you oh, want to go with the house oh vote or do you want to call someone else out? It's oh, almost then, like, a, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm ready. Let me hear it. I'm thin, right? That's going to cause way more drama because then the person that got voted down there if by the house, if they mm-hmm. don't go down there, when they get back, they could be like, who the fuck voted for me? Like, yeah. who voted for me to go down yeah. here, right? And then oh. the person that, that is down there, can, if it's a rookie, they can call their own shots and be like, well, I want to go against this person or I want to go against this person. And then that opens the door for them to go after the vets. Yeah. yeah. So it's almost like almost like a mix of like a big brother thing where they have like the special powers that they play for. Yep. And then it's the final reckoning elimination where you see who voted for who and then you get to make your choice on who you want to mm. take. I like that. I like, I like that. that. That is Dude. awesome. Yeah. That would be crazy. Because now everybody has to fight because it's like, all right, like I got to make sure that the house isn't coming for me. You know what I'm saying? But then at the same time, it's like I got to make sure whoever goes down there, whoever gets last isn't going to look at me as a weak player because they're going to come for me. So now you're having a, you're going to, you're going to have to work within the challenges with certain people at certain times and make sure that like, you know, I don't want CT to go down there because he's going to come for me. So I got to help CT this week to be first or not it's last. Create all different alliances. Oh my yeah. Right. Awesome. And it's going to flip week to week. Unimary, you know? get this man a production job now. Right? Stat. Stat. Yeah. yeah Sorry, call, call me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> call, call him for I'm the production available. job. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, let's get him going. Let's <laughs> get him on right now. You know, dual dual purpose. You know, you're producing and you're and you're performing both times. All right. Look, you know what I mean? <laughs> Throw me in. I'm gonna do my little challenges. I'm gonna come back and tell you where to put the cameras. Let's go. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it, it's like it's like high school football. You're playing linebacker and running back. You're just both sides let's of the go. <laughs> <laughs> Dual purpose, baby. so all right man i gotta ask you this how'd you go from the transition of um you know four years playing d1 college football you know i know you had aspirations of nfl it didn't work um you know from that to reality tv how did that transition happen the reality tv thing was really a joke i was i didn't think i was gonna make it you know what i mean because like it it was so weird because like i went on to mtv website and i was looking up a song uh, I think it was like Cash On Me or something like that by, I don't even know what the artist's name is at this point, uh, but he had a hot song and I was like, all right, let me try to find out what the name of the song was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I went to the MTV website and I was typing in all these different names to try to figure out what the song was, who the artist was, nothing was coming up. And then they just had like a pop-up. It was like one of those just pop-ups come up and it says, hey, we're casting for these shows. And it had like a long list of shows and I was just kind of like, they're not going to cast me, but I'll try it. Why not? So, <laughs> So I hit the button and I sent my information in and I sent them like, it was like two photos and you had to write up like a short, a short write up about yourself. And then you had to do this questionnaire. So I was just being sarcastic. Like I wasn't even <laughs> questions like seriously. Right. It was like, have you ever felt like you're, you know, uh, uh, people are watching you or something like that. And I was like, well, maybe only on Tuesdays after nine. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, I think one was like, uh, do you talk to yourself? I was like, uh, yeah, seven days a week. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know I, mean? I was being sarcastic through the whole yeah. questionnaire, right? And um, I submitted it. And I remember like, I was, I just submitted it and was just forgot about it. I was just like, you know, there's no way in hell they're going to cast me from Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas. No one even knows where this city is to come <laughs> on an MTV show. Yeah. And then like two weeks later, I get a call and they're like, hey, this is MTV. And I was like, bullshit. (laughs) 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 Who gave you? I I don't know who you are, how you got my phone number, but 
uh, whatever. Like they're like, no, 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 it's us, it's us. We you sent in a uh, you know a questionnaire, and I was like, uh huh, and. So then they started reading me back my answers, and I was oh. and they were reading back the ones where I was being ridiculous, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's me. <laughs> you got the right number. Yeah, you got the right guy. You got the right guy." And then, and then I just I went through the process from there, and it was it was weird because it was like, "Yeah, we need to uh, talk to like we need uh, the phone number to ten people, you know, five family members and five people that." you know, knowing you from when you were growing up. And I'm thinking to myself, like, even if you call them, they probably not going to answer the phone because they're going to think right. it's you know, a joke, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I did, you know what I mean? Just went through the process from there and, and you know, I, I made it on the show. Damn, and then history, right? Right, and then history from there, you know what I mean? The rest is history, like, it's crazy. And that kind of leads me into this is, um, you know, you, you end up getting casted on Real World Portland and – to be honest, one of the more fire casts on the real world. I think it goes up there with like Vegas, Chicago, Paris, yeah. like one of the yeah, better casts I've seen. It was some shock. That season was full, filled with shockers, like all the way through. Like season there was wasn't, wild. I mean, it had its ups and downs, but when it was up, it was up. <laughs> and, it uh, was, I started watching it to recap, you know, to go over this with you in like, I've never seen a season where like the first four episodes, you're just like, damn, what's going to happen next? You know what I mean? Right. Like, what's going on? What's, you know, it's what's like, Jordan going to say? Right, right. Like, oh my is, gosh. Is, is the drama coming? Because this is yeah. crazy. Like, yo, I'm not going to lie. It's one of my favorite scenes in any real world is when, you know, Jordan was being a dick when you guys were at the club. And I think it was, um, there was, it was like you, Johnny, and, uh, God, what was Johnny's girlfriend's name? I'm forgetting it right Avery. now. Avery, yeah. And you guys are like, you know what? Let's just leave him here. Let's go to another club. And y'all are dancing, and they cut over, and he's up on the DJ table just getting it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was like he's that guy. It's like he's yeah. literally that guy. You know what I mean? Oh just God. like, oh, my God. Oh, my it, God. It was so funny because it would it, be so weird, though, because, like, in the house, like, the very first, like, few weeks or whatever, like, drama would pop off. And then, like, a day or two later, everybody was fine. Yeah, and then drama. Then it was just like after a while, it was just like okay, stuff is just like not settling. Like it's just like building up and building up and building up. And then we started working at Pizza Smitza, and then it was just like okay, now we're just really just in the thick of it all the time. And then it, it was just like a snowball effect from there to where it's like I don't even want to look at your ass, like let alone be, let alone the fact that I can't leave this house to get away from you. You know what I mean? Like it was just yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then you know that was the last, that was the last, I guess, traditional season. So yeah. that that had a lot of nostalgia for people because it was the last just traditional seven strangers just randomly picked, put in a house. You know, what the hell is going to happen? Man, I'm going to be honest. It, I feel like they need to bring it back. They need to go back to the original format, bring it back. Not not what they try to do Vegas the second time. None of that. Bring it back no. to the original format. Get some people that are young. They're full of uh, they're full of piss and vinegar to a degree. You know what I mean? Right, right. They're not going to get along. Throw them in the house. Make them work at Starbucks where they got to be around each other six more hours a day. And let's see right. what happens. You know what <laughs> I mean? Let's see what happens. Yeah. I mean, especially now, just because there's such a, like, I mean, I don't know what you guys just, like, feel on it. But, like, there's so much more, how do I say this? There's so much more variety of backgrounds and ident- identities and all that stuff nowadays. Yeah. Where- they could kind of be that focal point of opening the door to a lot of conversations that need to be had because we're in such a different space, you know, socially. And I feel like that's what made real world. So like powerful was the fact that all these conversations could be had by real people 
telling real stories that, you know, if you lived in Boolahoo, Utah, you would have yeah. never known existed. You know what I mean? Exactly. And we need, I think we're in a phase now where we need to kind of revamp or someone needs to bring that back because there's so many different stories that aren't being told that that, that platform could get that, those those messages out there. Oh, 100%. I mean, and I think a lot of people forget how quickly social issues move and how fast it evolves. Like people forget that 10 years ago, gay marriage wasn't around. Right. Hillary no. Clinton was still saying was hundred percent against it. That marriage yeah. was between a man and a woman. And you know, less than 10 years. That was years totally later, okay to be open about it. It was like, that was yeah. totally okay and acceptable. Like that's, that's life. That's how it is. Yeah. Deal with it. Oh, and so the evolution of it's going to happen so fast that, you know, I think bringing a more diverse cast with mm-hmm. more diverse backgrounds and introducing the people to stuff that they're not used to because the greatest way to invoke empathy and understanding is to be exposed to stuff that you're not around. I mean, um, I don't want to chew my own horn or anything, but like I wasn't in a military family, but my parents moved around a lot. I've been Mississippi, Texas, Florida, LA, Vegas here. I'm in Reno now, but being exposed to stuff that you're not normally around is the spice of life. And that's what gives yeah. you the understanding of what other people are going through in their plights. And, you know, it, it creates a better world in my opinion. You know, it's kind of like the Anthony Bourdain thing, you know, expose yeah. yourself to stuff you're not comfortable with. No, hundred percent, man. Like, and, and it's, and it's just, it, it, it I guess, being a military kid and being so accustomed to moving and like really kind of was like a culture shock to me to like meet a lot of these people that like they've been in the same town their whole life. And the only extent of culture that they know is what comes from their city. And to like, try to under like, like for them to not even fathom that there's a whole different way of living doesn't even cross their mind. You know what I mean? Exactly, like it doesn't even yeah. process in their brain that that's, this is possible. And like the real world gave people that ability to like literally walk in that person's shoes for, you know, six, seven episodes while they're telling their story. And I feel like we need that now. I mean, more than ever, because you got like RuPaul's Drag Race. You know what I mean? On, yeah. On now, you know what I mean? You've got, like I just did, um, like I did that X on the Beach uh, peak of love. I mean, it didn't really get a lot of views or whatever, but like it was like a crazy diverse, you know, very LGBTQ friendly season. All that around. was the one. That was the one with Laurel and Nicole too, wasn't it? Yeah, Laurel and Nicole were on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that. You know, you know, just it, I, I just feel like you know you can find some seven strangers in the U.S. right now that will give us a damn good show. Bro, that's what I'm saying. You put that much diversity into a cast, it's going to be some surreal TV, and you can't pay for better. Like, you no, really can't. You can't. And it's all organic. It's like, you don't even really, you just got to sit back and wait. You know what I mean? Uh, it's you know happen. what I was thinking, though? Hmm. I was thinking, if they, instead of them doing these, you know how they're revamping and bringing back, like, uh, uh, the old cast from other yeah. shows, whatever? The homecoming. Why yeah. don't they mix, mix it up? Like, take cast members from different episodes yeah take one from and, like new york one from la one from portland Chicago, right, so on and, and then so put forth. them in a house together Ooh, that would you know be what awesome. i'm saying and like mix yeah. the, you know what i mean because i you feel imagine? like and then you could even do like generational because you can get some of like the originals you can get some of the new you get some people in the middle could you and imagine then you're gonna puck like, and anisa on the same season oh my oh, god <laughs> come on 
Oh my god. Bro, that's Dude. better than surreal life with Vern Troyer. You know what like I mean? This. Oh bro, I would be literally glued to the TV every oh, every no, week. Just yeah. like no, nobody yeah. talk, nobody say nothing. It's about to go down. Just shut yeah. up. Like phones off. Shut I'm up. watching. <laughs> right. Everything's on silent, right? Yep. Do not disturb. <laughs> so I think that, that would be a dope. That would be a dope. Uh Concept because they brought what New York they did New, New York was the first one that they brought back right yeah and they're bringing back LA and that kind of leads me into it like if they decide to bring back Portland are you game for it oh, I'd be so game for it like um, I you know to be honest with you like if they brought Portland back I just don't know if there would be that much drama because <laughs> I mean because you got to figure like the situation with uh, Naya and Jordan was so huge like right. for years that they've been working on that relationship for a while, then, you know, maybe Avery and Johnny might be a little weird because they're not dating anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, me and Bird, like, me and her are, like, super tight. Like, um, I just, I talk to her every once in a while. She's, like, doing good stuff. She's pregnant now. Having a, She's about to have a kid. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. She's about to have, so a, have cool. a kid. Um, and then, like, me and Jordan are pretty tight. Like, I was just out in L.A., and, uh, I, I was gonna ask her. you. Yeah, I was gonna ask you if you and Jordan still have a relationship. Yeah, no, it's crazy because it's like you know we we worked through some stuff, and then especially after Rivals two, and just really just kind of had like you know just really just like an understanding. And then and and, and and then I do think that like he because of the situation with Nia got exposed to a lot of culture and a lot of things that he was you know seeing wrong, you know. And so so our relationship has gotten a whole lot better. I was just out in L.A. was kicking it with him. You know, went out to his house. He has like like a home gym and everything. So, mm-hmm. um, if we did have a season, I think it would be more nostalgia. It'd be more like reconciliation. It'd be more like um, the evolution of the relationship. Yeah, it'd be like an evolutionary thing. Yeah, I still think there'll probably be some drama at some point in time, but it wouldn't <laughs> be anywhere near like what it was. Like you what know, it was. I might get some hate for this, but bro, if you guys bring Anastasia back and Jordan in the same room, there's going to be some drama. Let's just be honest. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, never, that, 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 that'll get messy. That 100%. That will get real messy. Right. So, you know, I, I've got a bunch of questions that we've already kind of ran through just <laughs> bullshitting about stuff, which is cool with me because oh, yeah. I feel like this is the way to do it. Like it, me and Karina were talking about the DMs mean you were having back and forth. And I was like, hey, man, don't trip. I set the recording for three hours. I just do that for so it doesn't cut off. And you're like, I was like, it'll only take like an hour. So you're like, bet. And she's like, we're going to have a long conversation. I'm like, yeah, probably. I'm, I'm going to look forward <laughs> to it. And yeah, I'm here with that. Right, right. It's like, like, look, the three hours is good. I'm glad we put that on there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, it's all good, bro. It's all love. It's all love. Man, and, and like I said, you know it kind of goes back to me like uh, an earlier point like telling karina like i kind of fanboyed out on not only your background going into rivals too but your character because at the time in 2000 what 14 13 14 you know i was the light, yeah, yeah you know but you were exposing america to something that wasn't really being exposed at to at that time which was you know you know having a man that was exploring his sexuality and trying to figure out who he was you know in his early part of his life and i think like like it was crazy because it was like i look at um you know man it's tough man because like me coming out when i came out did a lot more hurt than good as far as my personal career yeah just because you know I opened the door on that conversation in a lot of different walks of life. Absolutely. At once. Yeah. And I came from a background where everybody that knew me as men 
looked at me as the guy that they wanted to be like or emulate just because it was like, he's a football player. He's a rapper. He's, you know, known in the club scene. I had a really nice social life. So like, you know, if you was a male, typically there was a level of respect or admiration for me as a man. And at that time, that's the man. So the machismo of it all. Yeah, you know what I mean? It was just like, you know, I was checking off all the the, the man list, all the bucket exactly. list stuff. It was like, he's the guy that got it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then when I came out, or even just had a conversation of just saying I'm exploring things, it was hard because it was like, one, I was super religious. So, you know, homophobia at that time in religion, extremely high. Right. And, yeah. um, I was a football player. So homophobia in football at that time very high then in black culture or just in you know people of color in general homophobia extremely high absolutely so you got one guy kicking open the door in this conversation and all three of these walks of life at once you know what i mean like for me it was hard because i was taking a lot of hate i mean there was a lot of things that like i just no one would give me a shot to even succeed at because once they found out who I was, it was like, you know, we're not dealing with you because of your, your sexuality or whatever. Yeah. That's so we we're from the West coast, you know, so, and I've right. lived in the South and I know it's, it's, it's culturally, it's different out here. You know different. what I mean? Like, so it, there's a level of acceptance and, but I'm also highly aware of, you know, in different segments of different cultures, it's looked at completely different. Like you said, in the religious section, it's the homophobia in there is insane. And then, insane. and then same in black culture. Like there's a, you know, I've, I can't speak to it because I'm not a black male, but, you know, talking to friends, talking to different people, like the, the come down on that is so tough in that community. Oh, it's huge, man. And then being the front bearer on that, I mean, cause I don't know the exact timelines, but I'm, I'm trying to th- remember, but I think you were before Michael Sam even came out talking about being an open oh, gay yeah, player. Dude, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, and now I mean, we've got gay players right. in the NFL and you really did kick that door open for these people to have that discussion, to realize that, you know, it's more to people than just black and white, even when it comes to sexuality. And yeah. it's really leading to the discussion that a lot of people are having nowadays. So, you know, and unfortunately it did hurt your career, but you know, one of those scenes is, is when you're the first, it's, it's not, it's never it's the tough. easiest. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely tough. And, and it, it's, I think the one thing that really, and it took me a while to kind of just let it go and get over it was, it was just like, you know, even Michael Sam had brought me up whenever he was getting ready to come out. Cause he was like, I heard his story and I wanted to, you know, and, and, and it gave me a little bit more confidence the whole nine, but it was so weird because I was saying, I guess my story or whatever came out around like 2013, 2014, that kind of era, right. Where, yeah. you know, it was pretty bad for the LGBT community, you know, yeah. socially in certain groups. But then it was so weird because it was like, I would say right around what, 2017, 2018, there was like that huge like wave of, people coming out and they were just handing them careers. It was just like, yeah, it was like, if you came out, then Hollywood is opening every door possible for you to have representation. And for a while it was tough because it was like, dang, like I just got left in the wind, you know, you know what I mean? It's just like, and it was just crazy to see like, I mean, I'm happy that it's happening, right? But it's like, I see people like Carl Nassib who comes out and it's just like everybody rallies behind him. You know what I mean? I see Gus Kinsworth, you know, he comes out, everybody rallies behind him. And it's just like, 
dang, man, like, what could I be doing now if I could have had that same type of support from back then? You know what I mean? Like, it's very right. just, like, shocking to think, you know what I mean? Like, how much different yeah. things can be. You may, and what it comes down to is you were making the right moves, having the right conversation. It just, socially, it was the wrong time, you yeah. know? Yeah, Three time. years later, you have your own show right now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe. Like, who knows? Like, who knows? at least a successful yeah. podcast. You know what well, I mean? Like, you're, you're more than welcome to come on ours anytime you want. It's not highly <laughs> successful at all, but. Hey, dude, any, hey time you need me, you let me know. You let me know. <laughs> I'm there. I was telling her about this yesterday because I was watching the conversation between you, you and Corey and I th- we were going back and forth a little bit in there, but man, and I was telling her, I was like, it's, it's funny to see them have this dialogue back and forth because without Marlon, Corey's not here. Right. Corey, you know? yeah. Corey, Lee. I mean, yeah. And, 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 and it's crazy. Cause it's like, you know, he's, you know, he's that next generation. He's that new wave of identity that like, Hey, I can be LGBTQ and still be a competitor. I can yeah. be LGBT masculine and I can be masculine when I need to be. I can yeah. be looked at as strong. I can be looked at as somebody that needs to be respected. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm 100% happy for him because it's like, dude, like you're getting to step into that role and be accepted. You know what I mean? And you're going to step in that role and be looked at, you know, for exactly who you are, which is a competitor. It's not just right. he's gay. It's I'm a challenge competitor. You know what I mean? Point and that's, like great. Yeah. Like that. And that's it. Any other season, he goes a lot further than he did this year. Any other oh, season. You know oh, yeah. I mean? Without that Vet Alliance, yeah, Corey Lay would have killed it this year. He, he, was, in, a good, he was good. He's he was great. Good. I am hoping they bring him back. I think he's going to be called a lot. I think I he's going to be so. called. I don't know. I, I, I lose faith in MTV. They take a lot of our favorites. They, they give us awesome champions. Like we get champions like Jenny West. And then oh we never see God. her again. What the hell? Make her reserve like Amber B. What the hell are you doing? You know what I mean? It's right. just, you know, even, no even with you. Yeah. You, you make, know, even with you. You make we a got final. You, we got you for one season. You made a final. You and Jordan kicked ass in that season. I don't care what anybody says. Like, you guys kicked ass in that whole season. And, you know, granted the final didn't work out for you guys, but the fans liked you. And they didn't yeah. bring you back. And it's like, so it's, I don't know. I lose faith in MTV's or Beauty and Murray's casting and, yeah. and and them actually bringing back people that we like. Um, you know, there's a running joke that, you know, any of the rookies that we like from this season, will pr- we will probably never see again. Uh, right. You know, so. Uh, it's almost like you kind of split it. It's like, all right, what rookies do we not want to come back? Okay, let's, all, let's say that we love them. Yeah. The ones that we really want to come back. Right, like. Man, bring back Kells, bring back Corey Lay, you know. I want bring Jay those, back. I want Jay back, too. I so want bad. Uh, uh, Rogan back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know he's not a rookie anymore, but, you know, I think I want no. Rogan back. I wouldn't uh, mind seeing Ashley uh, uh, what's, Ashley what's the, what's the dude? What's the dude that, okay, they did that, the hanging one with the glass in the middle, uh, but he lost. He oh, lost. Um, not Alfonso. Um, it was uh, who Jay went against. It was who Asaph. was Asaph. Asaph. Yeah, I want him back. Yeah, he yeah. would be awesome. I mean, I know uh, he's going through personal stuff, but uh, Ashley oh, came from War Ashley of the Worlds. Would Man, amazing. he was a beast. You know, Theo, Theo Campbell. Campbell. The- give me Theo. He's been cleared the- medically, and he wants to come back. And Bring he is back. in hot. God, give him I was going to ask you, have you seen his gains? Who, Theo? Yeah. Yeah. 
bro, he like he came out looking like he was running 400 meters to he's going to play free safety for the Cowboys. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like he's ready to go yeah. right now, which actually, hey, that ask, I, I got to ask you this because I know I watch you on Twitter and a lot of it's about, you know, you, you being a physical trainer. Right. Am I correct yeah, in that? And also correct. doing your bodybuilding and the gains that you're having. If you were to, you know, come back onto the challenge, are you going to make changes to the way you're working out in your body type to better suit that? Or would you still go in at your current size and, and build? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I probably strip down. I would definitely strip down just because like, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I'm freakishly strong. So yeah. I wouldn't need to keep all this mass because even if I lost a lot of this mass, I would probably still be significantly stronger than everybody like in the house, just weight wise, body wise and stuff. So I have to come in a little bit smaller. That way I could perform better, like in endurance. Cause like yeah. being 260 pounds and trying to run a mile against somebody that's a hundred and, you know, 70 pounds. is just yeah. like, I, I weigh you, I weigh you by a hundred pounds and we're running you, the same distance. The, your knees are really. done. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Knees back, like just no. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is a lot of people don't understand is like there's a difference between the strength that Gabo has, and then there's yeah. the strength that you know, like people that have played collegiate sports at a high level have. Like, it's you different. know, there's there's strong, like because I work out in the gym, and then there's just that guy that's gonna be strong even if he never worked out. And yeah, I feel like yourself, CT guys like that, it's at a different level. Like even if y'all never worked out and you came in there with a beer gut, y'all would still be able to do half the shit you're still doing at a high, high level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then, and then like in, in, in my defense, it's like, I mean, I've been playing sports pretty competitively since 10. So like my body has been through so much more, like so much more preparation to perform at a high level than you know, the average person, because I've basically been lifting weights for what? I'm 33 now, so I started lifting weights in, at 10. So I've got 20 plus years of physically, like, maturing my body to compete. So whether I'm rolling off the couch or not, I'm probably going to be at just a little bit higher level. And people forget, you know, coming out of Texas, y'all play fucking competitive football starting yeah. about sixth in grade. School. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> not, it's not Pop Warner no more. No, y'all no. are going, That's you know what I mean? Sure. It's sixth grade, all right, put the pads on, look decleat this guy or you're not on the team like you exactly. know <laughs> like i mean like because i played here uh in reno in high school i played in vegas which was another small step up I lived and in, I you went, know i lived in vegas for a little no bit. shit what part so my dad was stationed at nellis air force base i went to oh. jim bridger okay so i went to michael callahan because i was uh-huh. using a friend's uh, uh address uh because it was the nicer you know suburban school yeah and then uh, they found out we were using the wrong, we were using their address. So then they would kick me out and I had to go to Jim Bridger, which was like in the hood. And yeah. boy, I remember the first day I got there, somebody got stabbed in the, uh, in the bathroom and I was like, Oh, culture oh shock. My this God. Is, yeah. This, 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 this happens this, in middle school. I'm this, this, in the like, <laughs> this doesn't happen in Texas all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. This, yeah. this is not my normal. I don't know what we're going to do here, but yeah. uh, I moved, uh, I moved from here in Reno, which is, you know, kind of, it's called the biggest little city. Like, you know, yeah. it, not much happens here. Right. Like it's beautiful to look at, but it's boring. And right. then we went to Vegas and I remember I went to, uh, um, I can't even think of the middle school's name, but it's West High Town, like Decatur and and like oh, okay. Flamingo I, I, area kind of yeah, area. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Not the best, not the worst by any means. But like I remember my second, third, second or third day of school, I walked into like the gym area where you change for PE, and yeah. these two big ass eighth graders were just beating the shit out of each other. And I'm just sitting there with my eyes open. I'm like, yeah, this doesn't happen where I'm from. Like, I'm gonna right, just right, shut right. the hell up and Keep it pushing. Right, head down, just walk by. I don't yeah. see nothing. I don't see nothing. Yeah. 
but then man like i went to la and i was in like the riverside county area and played football yeah. and it was a small town i was i was all right you know what i mean like i was never gonna go to college i remember one of the kids i went to school with he's a big guy tongan guy his name was tavita stevens and oh, he brought in a book kidding. one day he brought in a book one day and it listed out like your size and speed requirements for the NFL. And I started looking at it and I'm six foot about two thirty at that time. And I'm like, all right, based on my size, I'm not an offensive lineman anymore. I can play running back cornerback or safety. And I saw the 40 times. I'm like, Nope, I'm not going pro. So let's go ahead and figure this out. <laughs> He's like, Ooh, the 40 has to be what? Oh, yeah. Is that possible? Like, I was uh, like, the fastest I've ever ran is like a 5.2. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but, so, uh, you know who Tavita is? Have you ever heard of him? No, 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 no. Okay, so long story short, it's the one person I ever know that I went to school with. He ended up playing for Utah, went uh, undrafted, but ended up playing for the Redskins for a couple of years. I don't know if oh, it's shit. the place, but, yeah, yeah. you know, but I remember as a freshman, you know, you just see those guys that are different, you know, and I'm assuming you're at that level, you know, you see someone out on the field, like this guy oh, was yeah. a freshman. He was 6'2", probably about 250, and he didn't look solid. Like he looked like he was chubby and had right. a flab on him, but he got on that field and he started moving and it was just like, Yo, oh. yeah, he's on a different level. Yeah, like yeah, I, he, he's built different. <laughs> yeah, I understand why he's going to varsity freshman right, year. Right. <laughs> oh, no, dude, my, my, okay, so Pflugerville, my freshman year, we had the number one running back in all of Texas. He was wow. in, in high school, high school. He was running a four, three, six foot, 225 pounds. Wow. In high school. Wow. In yeah. high school. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm glad I'm a freshman because if I had to tackle him in practice, I would be hurt. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man! And that hurt. was what I was kind of getting to is like the difference in like Texas and then like Southern California, and you see some of those players because I went to this small school called Hemet, but we had people from like Long Beach come and play us every once in a while. Whoa. And I remember we went out there one time and I saw this guy and I was riding the bench on varsity like my junior year, and yeah, yeah. I walked out and he was about about 6'3", 240, and he had his jersey brought up here, had a full six-pack, and then I saw him run. He must have ran like a 4'7". And I was like, yeah. bro, we're on different – we're we're yeah. not in the same league, man. This ain't right. This, it's like, this isn't fair. This isn't no. fair. Like, no, like, coach, coach, check his birth certificate. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Coach, check his birth certificate. <laughs> he's, he's about 25. I'm telling you right now. He's Easy. at least 25. Full beer. Full beer. <laughs> 18 like nah check it out no, birth certificate i need driver's license yeah i was I so happy I rode the bench. Name. this ain't right <laughs> yeah man i was so happy i rode the bench because i didn't have to try to block him once that night i was like oh, oh my god for you guys. oh my god that would have been terrible <laughs> and that kind of brings it back to you know what we were talking about with you know just the strength you guys had i rewatched the elimination you had with uh with jordan against i believe it was leroy and tyree leroy and ty yeah, yeah ty. and ty and ty and like don't get me wrong like Jordan's athletic, but there was a definite size difference between you, Leroy, Ty, and then Jordan, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and then when I watched you, cause Leroy's athletic, like he is, I'm a bigger guy. Like I'm six foot one, I'm about 230 pounds, 240 pounds. So I'm a bigger guy. Right, and right, I know right. a lot of people you see on TV, they look big, but they're like five, eight, you know what I mean? Right. But, but Leroy, Leroy is, Leroy's no, no, a big he's guy. Legit. He's like six, I'm gonna say six one. Cause he's taller than me. So he's yeah. like six one, maybe six two. Probably hitting about 200 solid muscle, yeah. right? No, he's solid. I, I give him about 205, 210. Yeah. Because, I mean, because he's, 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 he's got that, he's got like lean, he's like lean, dense muscle. Yeah. So, like, yeah. he may not, he's not like as massive, but it's dense. So, like, he, he has a little bit more weight on him than people think. But watching you push that pile of Leroy and Ty back 
and Jordan's just clearing it, man. That's when I was like, oh yeah, no, he, this is it right here. This is my sleeper boat. Bro, and you know what's so funny to this? This is the funny thing about like Rivals 2 is that was probably the worst shape I've ever been in in my life. Really? I kid you not. Wow. I, okay. And I, I did, I, I, I always tell people this. I, I, oh, people get surprised at this, but I was actually uh, homeless before I went to go do Rivals 2. Wow. I was living really? out of my car. Yeah, I was living oh, out of my shit. car. I was eating like, I was eating like um, those hot dogs from 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You get the hot, you buy one, get one free. So like, for about, too. yeah, yeah, I'm already yeah, yeah, the keto, stuff yeah. Like that. So like, I wasn't like, and then this is how, this is how lucky I got. I had just got a job at a gym. So basically what I was doing is I would go early, early in the morning, I would work out and then I would shower at the gym and then I would work all day and then I would sleep in my car. And then I was only getting paid like $500 a month. And then if I had any clients, I would make money off of the clients, but I had just started. So I had no clients. So like literally before I flew out to rivals Two, I was basically, I worked out for like maybe two weeks. Cause I had just got the call like two weeks before the thing. And I was eating like peanuts and hot dogs from seven 11. So like going into rivals Two is mad funny because it's like, I performed at let's say such a high level but like that wasn't even 50% of, of me being able to like, I wasn't even in shape. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't even 50% in shape. I was right. at the lowest, you know what I mean? Like I was at the, yeah. at the bare bones that I could bring yeah, to, the, still- to the challenge and still was able to, to perform at a decent level. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, wild honestly- to, to just think like, what could I have done if, or what could I do if I go in there prepared? You know right. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know Cause I mean, I mean and that's the thing is, is that's crazy to hear that because like you said, cause you, you still went in, you still competed at a high level and like you guys were still doing great in that final. If that stupid little kayak hadn't tipped over, oh my God, you guys could have caught up that I second day. I think we could have caught them. I think you guys could have caught the, CT and West. A, yeah. A pretty like far angle. They were further down the beach than us. And we had right. more of a straight shot to the, uh, to the yacht. Right. But it was like once we tipped over, it was just kind of like that was it. Yeah, it was devastating. Like watching it, like I wasn't even there, and like obviously we're not even watching it live when it happens. It's already happened, but like I watch it and like my heart sinks. I'm like, oh, there, because they left us on a cliffhanger for that episode. They showed the boat tipping, and then it was like, and I like my heart sunk, and I was like, they're done, dude. Jordan and Marlon are out. Like, oh my god, this sucks. Because I really wanted to see you and CT run against each other. Because I was dude, voting for crazy. It would have you, Jordan, CT, and Wes in the final. Oh, that would have been that's epic. one of the best finals. Iconic. That would have been a absolutely iconic. It would have been a dog yeah. fight. Yeah, absolutely. And if MTV does that final like they do every other final, where you have three teams competing at the end and you eliminate a fourth team, right? In my opinion, Johnny and Frank get third. It's a flip, coin flip at that point on who does the yeah. math fastest and yeah, and who gets through the eating right there. Right. You know, I mean, it's because athletically it's at awesome. that point, you guys are, you know, I give Jordan the edge on on Wes and I give, you know, if you come in prepared, I might give you the edge on CT. I think you guys are pretty even. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean? At that time, it would I think it would have been pre- it would have been pretty even. It would it would have come down to like a last minute deal or like a, it would have come down you know, to the eating. We didn't eat, we didn't yeah. eat fast enough, and maybe yeah. they got a head start. It would have been something that and close. That- your college math class kicked in, and you're able to figure right. out that problem a little bit quicker. Because I mean, the body moving the 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 bags, y'all are right. probably on par. We there. Didn't kill that running. We would have killed that. I, 
Yeah. I give you guys the edge on them because I know Jordan does like what triathlons in his spare time. Yeah, he does time. like triathlons now. For fun. So, yeah. Like who yeah. does that shit? Yeah. Look, like but not I, me. <laughs> I'm going to nope. be honest. Like I need to get in shape, but like someone's like, hey, you want to go run? I'm like, hell no, that doesn't uh, sound fun. Like what? You want to do what? Like, like I mean, like oh, you want to go to the gym lift weights? All right. I can do that. You want to go right. run for five miles? Why? <laughs> yeah. And then I got to run back? Right, right. No, that's the thing. It's like, wait, you want me to run there? And back? You got a car no, got there Uber. waiting? I got Uber. I got the car. It's fine. I got the Uber. Y'all are about to see the football jog for five miles. I'm not really right. jogging, but I'm bouncing while I'm walking, so it looks right. And a little shoulders bouncing yeah, back and yeah. forth. Like, Bro, that's, that's a classic football warm-up. You know the football right. jog. Yeah. On the hop. On the hop. Okay. Move the shoulders. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Oh, man. All but right. no, that would have been, that would have been, uh, I still think, it, yeah, if we would have made it to that second round, that would have been a very, very, I think that would have probably still been one of the top finals, like. Oh, absolutely. Today. I think it, w- I think it would have made the final even more interesting, like I said, because it, it got to a point in that final where it became extremely clear that CT and Wes were just smashing Johnny and Frank. And there was no like, real no competition. There was no competition for them. It was just kind of like, okay, well, let's just watch CT and Wes run through this thing like it's like they do it for like fun every day. Yeah, you it know, is. and and so I think it would have been a little bit more, it would have kind of added to the final. Cause I think that you and Jordan would have gave CT and Wes a run for their money oh, a little more than, than Johnny and Frank did, you know, and, and kind of going back to, you know, the, the, the physical shape you were in that season and still making it, you know, it's kind of funny because I don't know if you know, but we run a few fan groups as well on Facebook and such. And when we started talking to you, we kind of put out a feeler like, Hey guys, look who we're going to be talking to soon. And everybody was like, and we used a current picture of you and everybody's like, yeah. who's that? Who's that? Who is that? And we're like, it's Marlon. Oh, and they're like, no fucking way. That's <laughs> not Marlon. And we're like, yeah, bro, that's Marlon. And they're like, why is he not back? So like the fans are they first of all, they were shocked at the the difference between what you look yeah. like on Rivals 2 and what you look like now. Yeah. And like they're hyped. They want you back. Yeah, it's been I, I, it's been a lot of love, like from, you know, the the the, the challenge the MTV uh, fan base, because like it's 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 weird to me because for I feel like it just kind of shows the impact that I was able to make because to do one challenge and be this many years removed from competing and still have just as much relevance as a Theo or a yeah. Jenny or, yeah. you know, a Rogan, some of these guys, I think just kind of shows the impact that I made, you know, all in that one season. But as to why they don't bring me back, I don't know. Oh. But I think I'm back on their radar. Right. Yeah. Just because they it's, have been calling for like yeah. all stars, so I do think I'm back on the radar. I just, um, I don't know. I guess it's the timing's just not right. I guess I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's like finding love, right? You got to have chemistry, you got to have attraction, you got to have timing. If one of the three right. ain't there, it ain't gonna work. I mean, but to speak on what Karina's saying, like, so this all started off with like us being in the Facebook group. We got between a couple different groups, close to like fifteen thousand people. Oh, wow! Um, it, so it's it's a large community. And it's insane. Like, I mean, we'll put out like, so I do like the graphic design, like the posters I sent you and I, uh, I'll build out games just to kind of get engagement. And we did the, like the dugout, like, you know, the competition they do in the free agents, Yeah, yeah, yeah. throw like random cast members up there and be like, all right, pick who you think is going to win. Yeah. So like this one, it was you and Jay versus Devin and Fessy versus CT and Josh. You know what I mean? And like, it always comes down to you 
and CT in every one of these competitions Everything I put we you on. Yeah. yeah. Everything we and, put you on. And yeah. you've been on one season, and that season was damn near seven years ago at this point. Yeah, damn. You know what I mean? And it's still relevant. <laughs> it's still relevant, bro. That's what kills me. It's like, that's crazy. You need to come back, man. We need you yeah. back. Yeah. Show, them what, yeah. show them what Marlon really does. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, yeah. man. Like, I, I mean, me personally, I would love to come back just because it's just like, I think for me, I would love to come back more so just because it's like, all right, like, I'm prepared to come back. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to get competitiveness in you. Yeah. You're going to get a version of me that's like, actually ready to compete and really get in here and shake things up. So this, to be able to see what I'll be able to do in that aspect is like what I would really want to see. And then too, it's just like, I don't feel like there's anybody really in the game that's really willing to take those shots that, that I am. Cause it's like, if it comes down to me going into an elimination round, I don't really fear going against a lot of guys, whether it's, strategy or physical endurance so it's like i don't have that fear of being like i'll call out a ct i'll call out a fessy i'll call out a you know ed or nelson you know what i mean and it'll be a dog fight you know what i mean it'll be what the people really want to see versus let me play chess and make sure i don't ruffle any nah like let's get in here and fight for this money like you know make some moves yeah i think that's part of it is like these last couple seasons the prize money is so large that people want to play a quiet game and just make it to the end instead of making those big moves. Like, don't get me wrong, you know, six figures is six figures. But when we're talking about a half million and 125, I'm going to make some more riskier moves at 125 than I would at 450, 500,000. True. You know true. what I mean? But um, I know I, I totally get you. I just, I mean, I guess for me, looking from the out, from the outside, looking in, I feel like the quiet game is why a lot of these people that have the potential to win don't win because then it always boils down to Fessy and the big brother, you know what I'm saying? Running pretty much the second half of the game while the vets let them keep their numbers and focus on the rookies. And then they end up getting bit in the butt because it's like, Oh crap, we left the big brother Alliance here all the way till the end. And now they're running the, now they're running the whole game. And it makes no sense. It it makes Oh, I was say, or I, I the will, rookies, yeah. like in the other, in this past season, there was the same amount of, there was more rookies at one point than vets. Yeah. And they never even thought to themselves, oh, wait, why don't we all vote together? Yes. Why don't so, we all vote together and then broke it, broker a deal, broker a deal with one of the two outlier vets like Amber, who didn't feel yep. safe, Big T, who didn't feel safe. You could even make a deal with Kyle because he'll cut throat anybody and then chop him to bait later or yep. <laughs> or get a two for one deal, broker a deal with Corey, which means you're automatically going to get Nelson. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're smart enough, working with Devin because he's going to run you through that game that yeah. whole time. He's going to tell you what to do to keep the numbers right. You get know? the numbers right. Yeah, exactly. And he, doesn't yeah. Wanna, and he, does, and he and he's 100 percent OK with going after Big Brother. So, boom, right. you got all the rookies plus Devin. And then throw in a Nani or, you know what I'm saying, one of these other outlier vets. Yep, now y'all yep. control the game. Yeah, exactly. It, it, so we actually recently, uh, our last interview that we did last weekend, we talked to Priscilla from this okay. season, uh, the one who broke up the, the Vet Alliance. Like, I'm absolutely in love with her. I was so happy to see a rookie step up 
and just be like, no, I'm not going to play your game. You're going to come after me what, one way or the other. And so why am I going to play it your way? You know, and anyway, we had gotten to speak to her and we kind of asked her a little bit, like, why didn't all the rookies come together in the beginning? Oddly enough, she told me that it it took a couple of like eliminations for them to realize that they started with more rookies than the vets. Like they were always buying into this idea that there were more vets and more people on the vet side. And no one just so, sat down and counted. Yeah. No, so I guess did. the only person, the only person in the house who was like all about like rookie, rookie, rookies, let's get a rookie team was Priscilla and then Kells. And that apparently is why Kells was kicked out so easy. And he was the one I was like, even as a CT fan, I'm like, he's the one that he's like the only option here pretty much to take CT out in a physical, you know, yeah. competition. I would have loved to see them go against each other, um, Not- you know, but the vets just sliced him in the beginning and that's the situation now is there's nobody left like who are you going to put up against ct now nobody Nobody. skate to the final now yeah he's skating to the final and and every every year man for like the last five and it's it's, even in world of the world yes uh, yeah when he did nothing to help the brits he did nothing and they let and they literally sat there and let him coaches all the way through if i was them i would have been like look if they're gonna chop us off anyway we're gonna throw ct in because at least maybe he'll take one of them out and then yeah exactly you know what i'm saying like because he's not expecting it to happen so it's like all right who's y'all's biggest threat on the other side all right we're gonna hurt y'all's numbers boom y'all going to get ct let let the best person win well you know and it's the whole time Exactly. And it's, it's weird where that to me anyway, it's weird where that fear stems from, because I, I, I see it, you know, there, it it comes from seasons like rivals two, seasons like rivals one, where, you know, the entire cast was trying to get him out every single week and they couldn't get him out until the very last elimination right before the final, Uh, you know, seasons like the duel where he just smashed through the entire season and had that, crap ending to that elimination with Brad at the end of the season. Oh. Um, you know, so it, I see where the fear stems from, but it's also like, guys, that was, you know, that was 23, 24 year old CT. This is 41 year old CT. Like, right. let's look at, you look know, at his track record in elimination. I'm not thinking he's like, look at what he's done lately in eliminations. He's got, yeah. he got beat by Kyle. Okay. He got yeah. beat by Kyle in yep. a daily challenge twice. He did the um, pole wrestle with JP and, and more the world's one. Yeah, yeah that, that, that then, three-way pole wrestle thing or ring wrestle, wrestle thing. Yeah, so it's like Kyle won. Okay, if it's not a puzzle, take that shot at CT because it's yep. a very likely likely he's not coming back. I, I also do think that there's a little bit of fear built into how he showed up this season because somehow he, he found he found some magical like aging backwards fountain, like youth fountain. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, so I think people, you know, <laughs> you know, so I think it's like, a, you know, I think people don't know how he's going to perform with this new body. It's kind of hard to be like, you know, is he going to be better? Is he going to be worse? Is he going to be the same? And, you know, people are too scared to find out. And, you know, even as a CT fan, like I just sit back and I'm like, God, you guys are just, you guys are dumb. So here's my thing with CT and and it's, look, I have ideas because you don't go from the shape he was in in War of the Worlds one and two in total madness to where he's at now without a lot of help, a lot of help. And look, uh, there's some supplements, you know, he, you know, he took something, you know, there's some, and, and you know, good for him, you know, to, to try to want it back, to have that fire, to try to get it back. 
I mean, he said for like three seasons he was going to come back, you know, change. But so he finally got there. Jay had to kick his ass. Yeah, Jay had to beat him. Jay had to kick his ass to keep him, to to teach him that lesson. But, you know, with age, you don't really lose too much strength, right? You lose speed and agility. So a, a competition like balls in is the perfect one, like, that's when you take CT into. That's what you, you know what out. I mean. That's where you take him out, or you know where you got to climb a wall, wrecking wall, or something like that, where you mm-hmm. got to be fast and accurate. He smashed Leroy in wrecking, but wall, he was also twenty nine when he did true. that. Yeah, he you was. Know what yeah, I mean? he was in he's, top got a, shape. he's got a few years on him now, so he's yeah, not yeah, and that's true. That's true. Yeah, but the situation is right now, who's going to take him out? Like, I don't. I mean, Nelson maybe. Nelson's really the only person I think that has a real fair shot. Yeah, no, Nelson Nelson is the only one that has the track record to actually even be put on the same pedestal as CT. I think given the right circumstance, I think Corey could give I think Corey could give CT a run for his money. He yeah. like he did right. Darrell, he'll he'll wreck him. Anything speed, yeah. yeah. Corey Anything speed, wreck. agility, and with makes with a little bit of endurance, Corey is gonna be up there. I love his evolution too. Watching what he's come from, from like bloodlines yeah. to where he's at now. Like I'm yeah. rooting for him low key. Like I've been rooting for him the last couple of years. I want him to get that W. I think he's earned it. Yeah. I think he's earned it too. I think this is what I think hurts Corey is, is everyone has noticed his evolution, right? It's like, it's almost like flipped. It's like Corey and Nelson are like two peas in a pod, right? Where Nelson's done all the work, but doesn't really get the credit for it. Right. Yep. Yep. Whereas Corey has done the work, but doesn't have the same track record, but people are starting to see how much of a threat he is. Just because I think politically, he's starting to work the game a whole lot better than Nelson. So now people see Corey as that definite threat. So that's why I feel like he doesn't make it as far in the game because people are like, okay, the longer we let him stay, the closer he's going to be to actually winning. And Corey's a guy that I think if he gets to enough finals, he's going to be like a CT to where it's like, if we get him there, if he gets to that final, he's going to win. And that's the thing. People are so quick, like, oh, he hasn't won the final yet. Man, some of the greats took seven, eight, nine years CT to win a final. Nine. Yeah, you know? CT took, took a while. Cara nine. took eight, nine years. How long did <laughs> West take? Eight? So yeah. Car, yeah, Cara took eight. CT took nine. Uh, Wes, I believe, was five. Bananas. Johnny Bananas was five or six. Like that, you know. So it's like it yeah. take, to win on a rookie season, even honestly, just to make it to a final as a rookie is such a, a rare accomplishment in this game that it's like you know you got to give people that time to build up their experience, build up their knowledge and their abilities, and yeah. you know to earn that win. Yeah, because I, I don't think I don't think people on the outside on the outside looking in really like, like understand the, like there's so much more to the game than just competing. I mean, there's strategy within the game, even, you know what I'm saying? Beyond like what you're doing from challenge to challenge to challenge. Cause you have to know sometimes it's in your best bet to lose versus winning. Sometimes it's in your best bet to assist another person's win versus getting a win for yourself. Sometimes it's in your best benefit to go into an elimination round when it's primed to get go against somebody that's your best competition. You know what I mean? Like there's so much other aspects of the game outside of just going in and performing well that by the time you even get to a final, you've probably drained your body mentally, physically, emotionally that yeah. people don't understand. You have to make it all the way there and really understand the process of getting there and then how to perform beyond that when you're in the final. So it's going to take you two, three, maybe four seasons before you can really manage 
that whole process from start to finish. Yep. yep. You know I mean, you don't just jump in there and it's just like, I got it all figured out. It don't work that way. And and we've seen it with all the greats. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, I, I honestly think you given the same opportunity that Jordan was given to come back from multiple seasons, you have two final wins at, at minimum. You know what yeah. I mean? Cause minimum, I think that there's I, a certain number of past seasons. I'm like, dude, like, yeah. Oh, I would have like been up put, there. You put you in battle, battle of the bloodlines car doesn't win in my opinion. No, no. You know, like Ooh. the biggest competition there was Banana and Vinny. Like, come yeah. on now, like, bro, and like yeah. my cut, like, like, and I got a cousin that's like has the same football background as I do. So it's oh, just like, oh, like, oh, like, yeah. it, like it, I would like, bro, like, it, like, 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 we going out here to get this money, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Discussion. We going out here to get this and that final, like, that final was cake. Like, you know, no, <laughs> no disrespect to Cars win or anything like that. Blah blah blah. But that final was cake. Like, yeah, they got slack for that final. Like, they, even they yeah. got, they got, they got it really. Like, yeah, really, they got that, it that's, that's the best y'all can do. Like, yeah, I'm gonna catch some hate on this one, but both the cars wins come on like the two easiest finals in the last 20 years. True, bloodlines, Ven- bloodlines, and, and vendettas. Vendettas was pretty I mean, simple I can't, too. I can't disagree. Yeah, yeah, I can't disagree just because it's just like they they were very pretty yeah. beastie finals, and those were not. Yeah. That don't compare. And, and here's no. my theme, especially when you look at finals like War of the Worlds two and War of the War of the Worlds World one World two was brutal. War of the Worlds one was crazy. That was the one where well, they had to World run World like one, the, f- the one where they had to sleep was one or two. The one where they had to sleep in the truck and get the IV was one where they had to run the desert. And they had to run the desert like yeah, and they had to run the desert, bike the desert like the fifty miles through it. That was one. That was one. That dude, insane. Oh my Insane. God. You know, you compare it to a final like Battle of the Exes one, which was Johnny and Camilla, CT and DM, um, and then mm. Emily and Ty. That that final is still is like one of my top favorites because there was so much in it and it was so grueling climbing that mountain. And then they did that thing where you had to jump in that freezing ice bath um, up at the top oh, of the glacier. About- what the F? Like, so yeah. to me, it's like, you know, I don't want to take like away from your body. Yeah. yeah, and those are the finals I like to see. You know, I want to see as much as I know it sucks for you, for you guys, but you know, right. I want to see you guys push yourself through those things where I'm like, fuck no, I could never do that. And but to watch somebody else do it is like, damn, that's impressive. I mean, when it's a million dollars on the line, I mean, it's just kind of like <laughs> you know, you can do you some like, shit. Like, bro, you want this million? You want this million? I think. You want I this think million, it, you go, you step up, I'm sorry. <laughs> did you say those were goat testicles? All right, fuck it. All right, yeah. <laughs> it's a chicken like, nugget. Let's, it's a chicken nugget. Sauce. Let's go. <laughs> no, Y'all but, got some sweet baby rays, right? <laughs> no, right? I, I think that just as easy as it is for for fans to sit on the couch and be like, "Oh, that looks easy." I think it's just as easy for us to sit on the couch and be like, "Oh, I could never do that." But when you're in that moment and that adrenaline kicks in and you're thinking about that money and you're thinking about your family, you know, maybe. I could do it. Maybe. I don't know. But, you know, it's just it's still just so impressive. Like I said, with those really hard finals to watch you guys like push through all that craziness. And, you know, whether it's a win or a loss, it's those are the finals I like to see. And I think Marlon will will probably sign off on this, like playing competitive sports. Like I remember the first time I put on pads and I played football, I was so fucking scared. I puked like I was so nervous. Oh, I didn't yeah. think I could do it. And then you take that first hit and you get up and you're like, oh, I'm OK. 
and it's yeah. like okay i can do this let's go right you know it's right, one of yeah. those right. kind of things yeah. it's like, you got the mentality of like okay now i want to be the guy that's like like feared like i want to be the guy that's out of here you know making the big plays you know what i mean yeah. like you go from knees shaking palms sweating eminem yeah like you know this is my field fam this it's, is, this it's, is yeah. my field you know it's, um, it's almost like you have to beat yourself mentally before you worry about trying to beat everybody else in, you know, whatever it is, the game, the the final, you know, whatever the situation is. And, you know, 100%. so I like those finals that test that mentality and that heart in the challengers. And I just don't feel like Vendettas and Bloodlines was one of those. Nah, it really wasn't. It really wasn't. I mean, I, and I, for me, I just feel like it just makes it so much more deserving. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, yeah. like you really saw somebody like really overcome a threshold you know what i mean like they really overcame yeah. like like that wall and really just proved like i really am better than the people i competed against you know what i mean like and that to me just makes it more rewarding be like all right just go out here and whoever lifts the most on squat wins the final like that would be great you know yeah I mean? like, if you can I'm squat winning. 450 and eat yeah, a pint yeah. of ice cream you won you know what well, i mean like, oh, <laughs> man, picture, right but it's yeah. just like at the same time it's like but did I really win? Did I really prove myself? Did I really, like, come out a champion? And I feel like, you know what I mean, like, making that final, like, grueling is just, like, it makes it that, that much more respected when you go home with that check, you know? Yeah. I think that's one of the main reasons Turbo's considered ranked so high is because he won that final. You know, he wins another final. Uh, it's just another guy that's won and done. He won right. arguably the toughest final. So people are like, you know, he maybe he is Mount Rushmore. Who knows? You know what I mean? I mean, he won, though. I mean, like, in like, I mean, he, he hands down won. There was no, like, question no. about, like, whether he no. deserved to win. He went yeah. out there and did everything start to finish. And like prove that like no, I'm leading this. Like yep. there's nothing you can say to me. Like I'm the clear winner. And the fact that he beat Theo, who's an Olympic athlete. Yeah. And then beat Wes, who's arguably some people's goat. You know what I mean? And I mean, he's but, no slouch but, physically yeah. either. I'm about to say, like, I know Wes Wes's game is obviously politics and strategy, but people yeah. don't understand Wes is still a pretty good final competitor. Like Have as far you seen as endurance. Him lately? No, I haven't. Oh, go look at shape? his go look oh, at his Instagram. Yeah. He looks like oh, a oh, damn oh. animal. Well, when you're done, Man, you, <laughs> when know we're else, done. you know who else has made a big change? Hmm. Robert. Yeah. Oh yes. Big, oh my god. People forget it. People sleep on him. He's yep. he's, he's he's come up too. Like yeah. Robert has come up too. Um, he never gets brought up a lot, but I think he's one of those like sleeper, like one of those like Cinderella guys, where it's like. We can kind of see your potential. You never really like put it out there. But right. I feel like if they were to bring him back for like something like this is and and no disrespect to like all stars or whatever, but I feel like I just feel like they're missing the target with all stars because it's like we do want to see these, you know, more nostalgic people come on the show, but I think they're just going back a little too far. Right. Agreed. I, I agree. Agreed. I, I think agree with going, that. I think they've gone back a little too far. They need to come up in the edge ranks. You know, because I feel like they could bring in, and people may not like, I mean, I'm not really a fan of him necessarily, but they could bring in like Zach Nichols. They could bring right. in Robert. They could bring yeah. in somebody like me. They could bring in Jordan. They could bring in even like maybe like Polly, Cara. Yeah. Uh, they could bring in um, Hook, you know, Heather, Heather Cook, if she wanted to yeah. come back. Man, Cook. they need to bring uh, Cook back. Like it was BS that she was an alternate on the first All Stars. But they're going to bring in Beth. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Why? 
Best well, yeah. is 50 no. years old. And I love, I love Beth. She's what an icon. Have a, a baking, yeah. a baking cook off. Like, thank on, you. Like, thank the, you. What you. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. and then it really pissed me off in all stars one where everybody was just volunteering. Like, oh, I didn't do too good this week. So I'll just go in. Why are you here? Or oh, it's, it's my turn. I'm you're. I'm the only one who has. So who gives a fuck? The point who is cares? to not go down there. Right. At the same time, the best part of All Stars is you saw the difference between the people that came to play and the people that were just coming because they thought it was the old challenge. Like that first <laughs> elimination with Ace and Latarian. Ace was coming back thinking, "Oh, we're gonna do some cookies and milk." Right, right, right. Latarian was like, "I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. I'm killing everybody." Like, oh, let's go. He, this is he body slammed him like no other. In Bro, the my <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Like that was. I really and then I really felt bad for um, Cyrus. um, Yeah, having to go against Alton because it was like, well, dang, like he's screwed. Like I mean, like I'm sorry, bro. Well, and and not yeah, not only was it Cy against Alton, but then that was the one where they had to call down their partner, and so it was Cy and Beth against Alton and Anissa. You know, and Anissa, she may not you know do the final thing. She may not have wins, but she is a an elimination queen. You know what I mean? She has been in I so many. I did not realize how good she was in eliminations she's until fantastic. All-Stars when they went through her track record. She is fantastic and, in eliminations. Oh Some God. of those losses are dumb fucking losses, like on Duel, where they had the one where they had to say, oh, I think you can only lift 32 bricks off this thing. And you say, okay, right. bet. And, you know, she made a mistake and went too high and she lost that. But the other girl didn't have to try. It was just, right. it was you just did like, it or not. You, Beat yourself. She couldn't deadlift. He didn't beat you. You beat yourself. Exactly. That's not really a loss. That was just bad calculation. Like, you know what I mean? Like, real talk, Anissa gets her endurance up. She's still, I think she's still in the age range where she can do it because I think she's 35, 45, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, yeah. No, she's still, she's still challenge competitive age wise and all that stuff. She just needs to get it done in the offseason before she gets, you know what I mean? Like, there's some work that she's just not doing. Because I mean, I mean, in, in, my, in all in all fairness, at this point, it's on her. It's just like you know yeah. what you need to do. Like just just get it done. And and I hate to say it, but it's just like she comes in a little bit because we all remember where Anissa, Anissa. started. Oh, oh yeah, Anissa right? was a beast. Yeah. Right. So she comes in not necessarily in the best shape ever. So it just it just instantly makes her look like a like a target in a sense of we don't know if we really want to run with you. Final wise. Because we just right. don't, you know, and, and that's just on her. She just have to put the work in and make it happen. CT did it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? If she could set a goal to say, look, I got to be able to run five miles without taking a break, without walking, just jog five miles straight. If I can get that done before I go on the season, she's, she's got a good chance. She's got a good know? chance to win, not even just make win. the yeah. final, but to win. Oh, yeah. yeah. They won't yeah. come for her. And that's the thing, though. If she yeah. comes in the house in that type of shape, they won't even come for her because it's like, you already have the track record of being a beast in eliminations. Now you're actually in the top tier shape. Ain't no, ain't no female gonna risk going down there. No, her. no, it's the CT no. fear. It's the same. It'd be the yeah. same thing. Yeah, it's the exactly. Same thing. Like you, yeah. she'll literally be able to coast her way to the final, and then it's just like when she gets there, it's like okay, I'm ready. Like there's yeah, your win. So. That's it, right? That that being said, um, I do want to give her props because I do follow her on Instagram. And ever since she had to leave this latest season for her injury, uh, shoulder. when she did her shoulder, yeah, um, she had her surgery and everything. And she's been uh, working with a personal trainer ever since she got home from Spies, Lies, and Allies. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I am, I, I want to give her credit for that. It looks like she's starting to get the idea that, hey, look, you have to get your body into physical shape, not just for the potential of making it to the final, but so you don't 
hurt yourself while you're there because you're not taking care of your body, you know? And so I want to give her credit for that. And I'm, I'm hoping that it works out for her and that we see kind of a new version of Anissa on the next challenge she comes on, you know? So, I mean, yeah, because look, I, I'm not a physical therapist. I'm not a doctor by (laughs) any means, but I also know that if you're working out your upper body and your shoulders enough, you slipping on a wall isn't going to dislocate your shoulder because it wasn't that fall. It was her slipped and she gripped and that weight pulled on her shoulder and popped it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it happened to me playing football. I held onto the guy's (laughs) Jersey and he went back and it is what it is. You spend the next 12 weeks with a rubber band doing this nonstop. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Come on. You got to store all day. Yeah. But Hopefully that was a, you know, kind of like a wake up, like, hey, let's let's get going on this right now. Yeah. So there is one thing I, break that she needed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, her being able to take like because she does. She does both. She's basically doing both seasons. So her having this injury probably gives her a little bit more time to get in shape, focus on that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Before she comes back again. So that yeah, might she's had a, you're right. That's a busy ass schedule because she went right. total madness double agents all stars right back to spice lies like exactly. that's a that's she a on all stars too again i, I don't can't know remember. i don't i don't i, I don't think she is i don't, I don't think she's, think she's on, on no i don't think she's on two because of the shoulder thing yeah, yeah right? i think you're right I think yeah they, i think you're right i think they brought in melinda and a couple oh, others right. because right. of yeah. the shoulder yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right yeah. you're right yeah. you know and uh but all right, man, I got to ask you this because, you know, not only were you a competitor, but and you've got the inside knowledge on, you know, some of the cast members that you've been in there with. Right. Who's, but you're a fan as well. Who's your Mount Rushmore? Like, who's your Mount Rushmore for the guys and who's your Mount Rushmore for the girls? You can give me top four. And I get, you know, same with the football debates. It's not always final wins that earns that spot on Mount Rushmore. It might be, you know. Oh, yeah, no, no. I don't yeah. even look. At, I, I really honestly don't look at finals wins just because the politics behind the game. Yeah. So. You know, some people don't make it to a final because they're that big of a threat. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's just like everybody already knows we have to get this person out of the house before the final or none of us are going to win. Right. So yep. that in its own respect puts you at a at a Mount Rushmore spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like to me, that's like Jordan. Like, you know, Jordan's right. one of those like they were just slow on saying realizing like dude's a beast we got to get him out yeah we yeah. can't let it, like, like we got to get him out as soon as possible right yeah, you know the mean? hand the hand is actually a benefit because people think less of it and he they get and surprised he's still capable he's yeah. still, he's still, still capable. capable yeah he's still capable yeah. like people forget he still has the thumb so it's like you I mean that's that's yeah that's all he really needs yes, yeah it, but he still has the capabilities of doing some stuff you know what i mean like Real quick, a little off subject on this one, but funniest one of the funniest fucking moments I saw with you is when he was telling you the story about what happened with his hand. Oh and he said the alligator, alligator body. Yeah, oh you were like, God, damn. Going, I was like, bro. I was like, damn. I was like, shit, I probably should have said nothing. He's like, yeah, I got bit off by alligators. Like, oh. Trauma. I just brought up trauma. It's a trauma. Shit. Oh shit! How do I exit this conversation? Uh, Anastasia, what you calling me? Yeah, okay. I'm over there. See you later, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro, I uh, died on that one. I was waiting for uh, the Happy Gilmore like, reference uh, the whole time. Oh my god! I was mortified. I was oh. mortified. I was like, ooh, shit. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right so, but, who's your Mal Rushmore? Um, dang. I mean. If I have to go all over, like if I have to go all encompassing game, um, I mean Jordan's gonna be up there. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Jordan Jordan's gonna everybody. be up there. I mean he has to know everybody in top five. There's no way you can't put Jordan in top five. You can't what four no. seasons, three wins, or no five seasons, no, five four seasons. finals, three three wins. Five, four, five seasons, four finals, five, three four, wins. Three, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's impress. That is the best 
the best stats. It doesn't get any has. better than no. Yeah, I mean, so to me, like, I, I do put final wins in there because you know it's like the Tom I mean, Brady still, effect. That, no, that's still legitimate. That's still yeah. legitimate. Yeah, yeah. But to me, it's more important that the percentage of wins to final appearances. Mm, you know what I mean? That's a big, so when, that's a big factor. Yeah, when you got a seventy-five percent win ratio in finals. Like, how do you now. argue that? Come you know what now. I mean? Yeah. You, you like, can go to Vegas with that. You know what yeah. I mean? Bro, you, you know what you're mean? a millionaire in Vegas at that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. Like, you win. Yeah. So, Jordan has to be in top five, period. I would definitely put Wes. Oh, yep. I love his it. His elimination record speaks for itself. He has elimination, his strategy, just his ability to get to a final, even when people are coming after him. It's yep. like, bro, you have to put him in top five. So, Wes, Jordan. I'm not a very big Johnny Bananas fan, but <laughs> I respect the game. Yeah. I can respect the game. He knows yeah. how to play the game, whether it's dirty or however you want to categorize him. The man mastered how to manipulate the game on all at all. So you have to put him, I feel like he has to be top five just off of that. After that, it gets tough because then I look at like, we got all these new school players versus old school. Like I would love to put Nelson in the top five. Right. As I put him at an iffy five just because he's never been to a final. But it's like, I feel like if he got there, I feel like he'd be, he'd be hard to beat. I feel like he would be yeah. hard to beat. Oh, if yeah. Once it's in there, I feel like he'd be hard to beat. Um, and then I, I know I know this probably is, is, is a long shot, but I put Turbo up there too. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can't argue with yeah, that. You know what I mean? I put Turbo in there. Just, yeah. I mean. I've never seen somebody dominate like I mean, maybe maybe Jordan, but like for somebody so fresh in the game, dominating and being so well-rounded from puzzles to endurance to swimming to strategy, like Turbo's up there. I, I feel like you know. I feel like we got robbed as viewers that we never got to see a Turbo versus Jordan final. Yeah, like that or elimination. That, that, that is a robbery. That's highway robbery. Right there. Yeah, because yeah, elimination would be. He's the only one that can push Jordan. Yeah, that's yep. what I'm saying. Like maybe endurance, maybe Theo, maybe Theo, but maybe that's, yeah. But, yeah. But then Jordan's gonna kill him in a puzzle because you know it, there's all the phases or swimming. So like, or, he's yeah. gonna get that. He's gonna get that two, five, maybe ten minute head start to where it's like at that point you might catch him. But you're not going to beat him at that point. Exactly. Right, right. Turbo's the only person that I'm like, all right, yeah, he's going to be on your ass the whole time. Like, yep. right there with you. And, um, and I agree with that bananas take because to me, it's like the Tom Brady argument. Like, I can't st- stand Tom Brady, you know, especially being a Falcons man. I can't stand Tom Brady. And now oh, you're going really to the Bucks. <laughs> and now you're going to go to the Bucks and we got to play you twice a year. So I right. really don't like you. But at the same time, man, you got seven rings and I, 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 I can witness greatness and I recognize greatness when I see it. Right. So you're the GOAT. I'm going to like you to acknowledge your, your, yeah. your it, ability. Exactly. And yeah. I feel like, cause we, you know, being in this group and it's always hypotheticals, right? Especially in the off season, it's always, you know, who wins this, who wins this, you know? And I feel like there's a couple guys that are on this list, no matter what, but where you put them on that list doesn't really matter. Right. It's just all yeah. preference at that point. Like yeah. it really boils down to like bananas, CT, Jordan, Jordan West. Landon, Wes, Derek, Durrell. Like oh, those I forget guys. about Landon. Oh, my yeah. God. How did I Derek K. Derek K is a beast. Yeah, Derek K. K. Yeah. And, okay, that's, that's tough for me, though, because it's like, it's tough for me to go all the way that far. Yeah. That's, just, I feel like those are two different eras. We should of, get a split, right? 
We yeah. should get to split it. We really got two two completely separate eras of the challenge, right? Yeah. And we're now coming in kind of to like phase three. Exactly. So yeah. when we're looking at the challenge from the beginning to end, trying to pick a top five gets very hard yeah. because you take the way they competed in phase one challenge. I don't think some of these guys in phase three would even show up. Well, I we, think that we, they would, they wouldn't even get, they wouldn't even take the call with the level of like how dirty and crazy physical the game was in that phase one. I don't even think some of these new guys would even come. We've se- we've seen it happen, you know. I mean, Darrell ha- Darrell has one of the best stats in challenge history. He won four finals back to back to back to back, four in a row. Can't make it back. Row. Every ever since he's came back in this new kind of era of the challenge, he can't even make it to a final. Can you know? So it's it. it, it I I definitely see that point, and I think that we should, you know, as fans. And I know we kind of make our own rules, but the fans. I I have said this for a while that this there should be, you know, like. Your your Mount Rushmore OG and then your your new school Mount Rushmore yeah. kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fans don't like that so much, but I agree with you on that. Well, I think it's, it's, it's two different phases. You can't, yeah. you can't compare the two. Yeah, I mean, anything pre Fresh Meat Two is such a different show and such a different competition. Whole like, different. Ball. No disrespect to Veronica and her three wins, but when we start no. talking about Mount Rushmore women, Veronica's not on my top five. No. She ain't no. even in my top ten. No. You know, there's not a, when you got not especially like when you got like the Caras, you got the the now the Jennies, you've got the, even, yeah, like yeah. I mean, come on, come yeah. on, yeah. Well, and considering you know, like especially with Veronica, like all three of her wins, it, TJ wasn't even the host, and TJ's been the host for ever and ever and ever. You know, right. so it's like, like that's how far back those wins go. And for me, it's like I I won't ever discredit her wins or try to take anything from anyone because I I no. you know everybody earns their win. But when you compare her three wins to you know like Ashley Mitchell's two wins, I still would take Ashley Mitchell, even I'm though Veronica Ash- has more. I'm taking Ashley. I'm taking Ashley. Yeah. Period. Uh, like, 100. no questions. It's not even, like, if they're, they're like, all right, this is the defining factor on whether you're going to win or not, I'm going to ask you. Absolutely. Every time. Yep. And, like, no question. Low-key, I Look, think Ashley's the most underrated player on the challenge right now as far as the women go. I don't, but that, and that's the crazy thing is I don't think she's underrated. I think she's so highly rated that it makes it hard for her to play the game. Yeah, and that's yeah. true, too. Well, I'm talking I, from so the, the, fan, per, the, the fan perspective. She's getting to the yeah. point that she doesn't do so well. Because people see her as such of a threat. Yeah, I'm talking more but like on the fan at, base. She's playing at all oh, fan base wise. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, you're in the right. of like, do I play my game or do I be quiet? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. do I show how good I am or do I try to skate under radar? Because it's like, think about it. Every time she pulls the trigger and tries to actually start playing the game, she becomes target number one. Yeah, 100%. And, and, you know, here's my thing with her is, and I said this to Karina the other day after the episode because they were talking about Ed and how he's playing playing with his heart and not playing with heart, right? Like he's letting his emotions guide him. And I looked over and I said, look, there's a bunch of vets on this team, but you can tell in the confessionals who the real vets on this show are. And it's CT and Ashley Mitchell because every oh. confessional they go into, it's nothing but facts the whole fucking time about the game. You know what I mean? And no. to me, like in the fan base, she's super underrated. Like nobody wants to put her up there with Kara and Evelyn and Emily. And to me, that's, that's like she, she might not be as physically strong as like Emily or Jenny West, but her political game is in a different spectrum compared to theirs. Right. And that's my thing is, is like you can't put in my personal opinion, personal opinion, you can't give West around much more like a, a, a Mount Rushmore spot and then not Ashley because they yep. basically are the same player. 
exactly they're basically the same player yes yeah. yeah you know what i mean and that's the thing is like i think people it's i i keep bringing this analogy back and you know not just because you're here but it's just the way i look at the fandom and the, the show is you know it's like trying to say who's the greatest nfl player but you're trying to compare a quarterback and a middle linebacker it's it's totally two different things like they're yeah. you know you can't compare them like how do you it's compare LT? You know yeah I mean? how like do you compare lt to, to tom brady you don't make that comparison yeah, there is none, and that's yeah, that's, that's kind of where it's at. I mean, you I, know, I, do, our, I feel that I do feel that. Yeah, and I mean, like, so if I'm going to throw Mount Rushmore, let's say top five, I I go Banana CT Jordan, and then it's a toss up for those last two between Landon, Derek, Darrell, and maybe Nelson. If he if he especially if he gets a W, if I he gets a W, I think it's Nelson. I'm telling, you, I just I just Nelson is one final away from he, being that. Dude, just because Nelson, you can't put that many. And then this is the other thing: is who knows what would have happened if the one where he sacrificed himself for Corey and yep. that season, yep. if he hadn't gone down there, you're gonna tell me he couldn't have made a final that season. Real talk. The, ne- the final was I mean, that was being, the last elimination. Real. That was the last elimination. If he hadn't have gone down for Corey, he was in that final and he had a shot. Real talk. I think Corey beats Rogan in that hall brawl. Yeah, I think too. if Corey goes oh, down instead of Nelson, he beats Rogan. Nelson, beats. Corey both make the final. Yeah, 100%. That I love Nelson. Been, that could have been just, his win. Nelson just has okay. horrible strategy in Hall Brawl. Like, he's trying to hold on everything. Like, no, nah, man, just run. Just run. Run through the guy. Just yeah. get like, low. You're already low. You're like 5'8", bro. You've got the right. lowest center of gravity in the house. Just Lower that shoulder, through. bro. You saw he's what you're trying to play wrestling Bessie. in the middle of the thing. That's not the game. You, you wasting yeah. energy. Just... And only and, and I know he could have done it because it's like look what he did with Fessy. So it's just like, exactly. bro, like, like you, everybody uh, thought Fessy was gonna bowl him over, and he fucking stood Fessy's ass up, stood him, stood straight, him straight up. up. Yeah, it was like what Tori did to Jenny. Yeah, you know. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, she wrecked her. That's got to be the most like Tori's his favorite. So yeah, that's like his that, like moment. But that moment oh in the challenge god. though, because no one nobody, no one thought, no one saw that coming. And then I, she comes I was out. like, when they when they, when, when, when they say, showed it, and I, they were going down there, I was like, well, we know it's gonna win. Oh, yeah, I was like, bye, Tori. I I love you. I'll see you next season. Right. And like, what it, killed me is she hit her so hard that first time, and I'm thinking, okay, Jenny learned. She's gonna get low. She's gonna learn. No, she got fucked up even harder on the second round. I was like, I would have learned from the first round. Like, ooh, yeah. I should probably lower my my, my chest or something because that that probably hurt. You know what I mean? You know, like, right? Yeah. You, you know where there there were a few scouts out there like. Mm, we might be able to make it work with her. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> mm, should we send her an offer? Maybe, like, uh, the form looked kind of good, you know? Like, yeah, head was like, straight, neck was up. You know, she she had good form, though. <laughs> yeah, it just, oh, my God. That was, that was probably one of the biggest upsets, I feel like, in a while, because it was just yeah. like, Oh, it's up there with JCT to me. Jenny, yeah. like you're a beast. Like, it's whoa. Jenny West. Yeah, like everybody expected her to take Tori Is out it? in that. Right. It's like if anybody is going to be you, that's Dude, even even Jordan in his confessionals was like, dude, like I'm I'm praying for Tori, but like I don't know, man. Like this right. doesn't He's look a- good. And that's your girl. And you that's know his girl. girl. Like he was getting yeah. ready to propose to her after that elimination, you know, right. on the next elimination. So it's like that, that to me told me how intense that situation was for the people there. Like Tori was oh. done in their minds. Well, and the fact that if you looked over at that American team, what there's probably eight championships sitting there between Cara and Ashley, Zach, you know, all those. And, and I don't remember exactly who was there at that moment. 
But but they're stacked. No, but they all was like, Jenny's gonna win. They all thought yeah. it. They everybody was surprised. Everyone yeah, was were. everyone was like, Jenny's got this. Like yeah. And look, Dude, they were so shook when Tori. Yeah, won. when she came out and started screaming, you saw the fear of God run over their faces. I love oh, that moment. Man. That was like that was that was Tori's like make make moment. That's what solidified that right there solidified Tori in the challenge. Like you know MTV fandom, like it was like okay, you basically just did the impossible. And I mean, I do feel like I, I do want to see her perform a little bit better. I feel like now she's. I'm not saying her game is declining, but I feel her social like she's game not, has. She's not increasing. She's not going up. She's kind I of stalemating a little bit. Yeah. I feel like when she first started and she was with Jordan, you know, Jordan is Jordan isn't just a competitor. He's a high level all the time workout six days a week type of, you know, competitor. And so I think when she was, you know, dating him and with him and doing seasons with him, Mm. she kind of adopted that play strategy right? of constantly work, 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 work. And I think now that she's away from Jordan, they've had their split. Um, She's come back the last two seasons. It's kind of been more like play for her. You know, she's having fun with the boys. She's having fun with the challenges, hanging out with her buddies. Um, You know, it doesn't necessarily feel like she's really there for the money and for the competition. I know she has that drive in her and I'm just waiting for that to come back out. And I think right now she's just like having fun, which as a fan of her, I'm here for, but at the same time, yeah. it's like, you know, I want to see more from you because I know you're capable. I think she's got it. She just has to want it because a couple of different things. One, I think she's getting what, paid good right Yeah, now. she's getting paid good. She's not hungry. <laughs> I, think she's getting, I think she's getting a nice little check and she knows that she's going to get called back every season. And I think she knows she's in a, she's politically at that point now where she's a solidified vet. So she knows that she can comfortably sit back for like the first four you know, maybe five challenges before she has to kick her game in. And that to me is just kind of like, it's disheartening because it's like there's so much more that she could be accomplishing exactly. if she would just stay in the game. You so, know what I mean? And, and that's, that's kind of what I was going to say is like, if you see her on War of the Worlds 2, when she was fighting, she she was putting up fight because she knew she was going home. Her and Jordan were going home if they didn't win every, every damn week. time. Every week. So she was fighting and nobody was beating her in that. But then you see her go against Cam in that, you know, elimination when she didn't have anything to fight for. I'm she re- she yeah. wrecked Cam that first round. But once Cam was like, oh, I got to fight. I got to be here. And don't get me wrong. No, Cam's... Cam is to me. Yeah. Cam Cam and Tori five years down the road are to me, the new Cara. And this is going to be a bad analogy, not for her personality, but for her wins and her performance, like kind of like the new Camilla, you know what I mean? They're going to be right there back and forth. Like competition wise, it's just like, you know, these two are the ones to be. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so I think it's, she has to have that reason to fight Once she has that reason to fight and she's motivated to do it. I I agree with you. I think she's, she's, she turns it on. She's just, she's in that comfortable spot. And I think, you know, and then two, which I think is partly casting is, is they're not bringing anybody in to threaten her position either. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say, she has the most solid about- alliance in the house right now. She's got Devin. She's got all mm-hmm. the BB people, Josh, Nani, Case. Like she has one of the most solid alliances. And that Emerald team is 
they're the team to beat, in my opinion. Regardless of CT on Sapphire right now, Emerald team is the team to beat, and Tori is set the fuck up on that team and with her alliance. So it's like free, you know, just no cares, no worries. I am fine right now. I'll worry about my position in the game down the road. I'm going to have fun. Which, you know, kudos to her. Hopefully it doesn't bite her in the ass. I don't know. That's a great, great spot to be in. You know what I mean? But it's like, I feel like, I feel like she, 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 she has a whole lot more to give, but they need to bring somebody in to put a little threat on her back. I, I think Casey could. I think I, Casey could stack up. Her and Tori would be interesting it, to see them go against each other. It's just that they're, you know, they're friends. So it's like friends, so it's not, yeah. the only time you're going to see that is if they make it to a final together or if by chance somebody throws them in, you know, and throws Casey yeah, in and she calls Tori whatever. or vice versa. Yeah. You know what yeah. you need? Tori needs, Tori needs them to cast Cam and Kara and yeah. her in the same season. Yeah. Is what it is. Because Kara is going to be the one that pushes Tori. Because to me, those two line up more than anybody. Yeah. Kara and Tori. Kara and Tori line up the best. Yeah. yeah. Like, give me I, I that elimination. They, they line up 100% the best in a sense of you just don't know what the outcome is going to be. To me, it would be no difference than it's like the Wes and Derek K pole wrestle, right? Like you just don't know. It could go either way. And no matter what happens, you'd be happy with the win either way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If Wes and Wes and Derek do that pole wrestle again, you know what I mean? Like, it's not one of those where it's like Wes absolutely just smashed him and, you know, just ruined his life and he'll ruin, he'll win every single time. It's one of those where like, if they did it again, it could go the other way, you know? And I feel like the same kind of thing with, with Cara and Tori. Yeah, no, I feel like Car and Tori, it would definitely be, especially if it, if it got to a final, I feel like it's going to be one of those back and forth things to where it's like, it's going to be a nail biter to where come, it's like, all come right. Come down to the individual times, yeah. Yeah, like it's going to be that nail biter of like, dang, well, Car won here, but then Tori won here, but then it's like, oh, they, they kind of retired here. And then it's just like, you know what I mean? Like it, it, they're so, they, they play such a similar game that they could go to a final three seasons in a row and you still wouldn't know who would win. Exactly. Yeah. You would never know. You would just like, okay, like we just don't know who's going to win this time. We don't. It's like, you know, you match up Jordan Landon, right? You have Jordan Landon run 10 finals. You might get a 50, 50 split on that. You really might. You You never know. No, I think Jordan smashes. No, Jordan smashes. I think Jordan's going to smash him. I think Turbo Jordan is probably a better analogy. Yeah. I I think maybe Landon pulls a few wins out of those 10. But yeah. overall, Jordan smashes literally like almost anybody. And he like that's CT. he. Yeah, he beat CT. And I think he would beat CT now. You know what I mean? Like Jordan I is one of those, those that he's been training for. I definitely it, that's what I, that, and like Jordan, like I was going to say, Jordan is one of those. Bring him on because I could see him as well being one of those to say, no, fuck that. I want CT down here in the sand. Let's do this. Let's do this. You know, Here. and he would have a possibility of taking CT out, you know, 100%. so. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we see more capable competitors. <laughs> Just bring back the people that are good at everything, right? Like there's, to me, there's different levels of people, right? Like you got Bessie, who's a really good physical competitor, but right. we don't know where he's at puzzle eating. That's not great. Right. Politicking messy game. Uh, yeah. CT well-rounded across the board, probably yep. higher than average at puzzles and eating physical, maybe wearing a little bit, but still nonetheless still up there. Still up there. Yeah. Still top five, right? Or yeah. top 10. At least top 10. At least top at 10. At least top 10. Yeah. Same with Bananas. Bananas isn't great at anything. He's just good at everything. Very right? well. Right. Politics he's is, at politics. Yeah. Politics well, is his A1. You know, and it's the same thing. You know, like there's those guys. Like I need that season. I need that kind of competition because the closest we got was Dirty 30. And I love that season. I thought it was. Man, that was stacked. 
Oh, you yeah. know, and that's why to me, like if we're getting, I didn't to, watch Dirty, I didn't watch Dirty Thirty, but I looked at the uh, cast and I was just like, "Ooh, that's gonna be a dog fight, bro!" If that you final, if you get Paramount Plus, you watch yeah. it on there, man. It's worth the watch. It, like it's worth it's the watch. One of the one of the best seasons. It is my favorite season, probably uh, next to Rivals Two. Obviously, like that's my that sits above for very special reasons. CT's first right, right. win, Wes's last win. Uh, Emily S won, and she's one of my favorite yeah. females to ever play the game. So, like that season just sits a little bit different. But Ooh, Dirty Thirty is Emily and Jenny. Dude, I want one so bad. I want her to come back. We got this rumor going around in the groups right now, what they're going to try to do for season 40. Like we've been talking about like me and a couple of the other admins and we're thinking they're going to try to do a dirty 30 blowout where in my opinion is you can't be on season 40 unless you've been to a final. Like I would love that. Yeah. Like like if you, if you ain't run a final, you're, you have to be a heavy hitter. Like you don't get the call unless you're a heavy hitter. No rookies. Don't even waste our time. Yeah, we don't need no rookies, like all heavy hitters. Just a vet explosion. And bring on like 40 people, right? And run a run a fucking mini final episode one and cut five women, cut five guys. And then you got your and then you got your 30 people and you're running the rest of the season and you know it's gonna be nothing but good episodes every time because all the history, everybody's well rounded, everybody's and good. No I mean, one, and there's no like, there's no there's no easy vote to there's no point. layup. Like, there's no layups there for no people layups. to just yeah, no rookies to go after, no layups. It's you're gonna take out the best or you're gonna go the fuck home. Period. And that's where it's at, man. All right, so I want to make sure I touch on this. I know you mentioned it uh, briefly when you were talking about kind of like your history and how some of the guys in your family and friends were looking up to you that you uh, also have a rap career. Right. And I read that, that you actually, I I don't know the timeline and, uh, but I, that you opened for SWSX South by Southwest. Is that correct? And you opened for zero and slim thug. And I'm actually big fans of them. I got friends down in Texas that put me on them years ago. So I've been listening to zero. So I I want to know more about this. Okay, so, like, it was actually crazy. So I had a manager at the time, and she's from uh, Austin, where they obviously do South by Southwest. So I was back home, and um, um, she was just basically just doing a hustle, 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 hustle. So she had ran across a club owner, and he was like, yo, we're going to be doing a last-minute show for South by Southwest. Do you have any artists? So she sent my music over, and and he was like, oh, yeah, bring him on. We're going to let him uh, perform. And then come to find out, it it was Slim Thug, and uh, uh, zero, and um, it was crazy because she called me last minute. I think like the show was like Friday night. She calls me Thursday. She was like, "Can you do a show <laughs> Friday?" And I was just like, "It's South by Southwest. Like, of course I can do it. I'll make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever needs to happen, I'm there. Like, don't I'm already me. walking. Right. Like, do I need to go now? Like, <laughs> I'm there. Like, you know what I mean? like, I'm there. I can do a sound check uh, at one a.m. We're, we're we're good. Right. Right. Like done. Right. <laughs> So uh, she's like, okay, well, I'm going to get you in. Uh, I don't know how long you're going to perform. I don't know what time you're going to go on. Or She gave me no, I had no information. I just knew I needed to be at the club on Friday, right? Uh, Friday night. So then uh, we get there and like, you know, they come in and I didn't, I, I didn't, they come in and like, they're all back there or whatever. And like, I'm just trying not to fanboy out. Cause it's like awkward to be back there. Like, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, like, like you gotta get your autograph before I go on stage. <laughs> but they actually were cool. They were super cool. Super chill. Yeah. Like I, I thought zero was going to be like mad, like a hole, but you know, he's just pretty chill, but not very I can tall. see that. I can I'm see that based on his like music. Yeah. He's right. got some great music, but yeah, on a personal note, it'd be like, 
What's up? Like, I'm gonna stay over here. Right, yeah. like air pound you from over here, brother. You know, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? he was chill, just cordial, just like, hey, yeah. what's up, whatever. So I went and did my show, uh, and they were there. So obviously they heard my set, and then I came back, and they were like, hey, that was you out there, and I was like, yeah. They was like, all right, man, like you know, your stuff's dope. Keep going, or whatever. In this case, you know what I mean. I'm I'm sitting there in my head thinking like, all right, man, yeah, bro, cool, bro. You know, yeah. I leave. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, all hype. I'm like, oh, they just said my stuff is dope. Yeah, bro, I'm good. I'm gonna make it. Yes, you know. You see this hand, this hand uh, was dapping it up with him right here. Right, right, right. I'm yeah. dapping it up, you know, imaginarily in my head. You know, <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, no, it was just one of those weird things. Just being in the right place at the right time, like you know, and and. You know, yeah, yeah. Cause I, you know, what's funny was is because I was actually gonna go out of town that weekend. I wasn't gonna go to South by Southwest that that uh, that year because I, I I lived there, so I normally I'd go a lot. So I wasn't gonna go. So she called me to like the right time because otherwise I was gonna be going out to I think I was gonna go to Houston to meet some friends or whatever. So, but it was fun, man. But I mean, I've opened up for a lot of people. I've opened up for Ying Yang Twins, Mike Jones, oh, no what? Snoop Dogg, oh, Little Flip, cool. Little Twist. Um, a lot of Texas rappers he's naming right now. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know, I know. So I, I was uh, telling her a, a couple of months ago. So one of my really good friends I grew up with uh, moved out to Austin, Texas, and probably about like 2005. He we get back in touch, and he's like, "Man, you got to listen to these musicians." And so he puts me on like everything from Swisher House to Zero, yeah. so Mike Jones, Chameleonaire, all that. And I was like, "Man, there's an underground scene in Texas that nobody really knows about, and it's Swisher House, it's huge. bro. They ran the scene for it." Like Swisher House put like so many people on. Like that was oh, like yeah. freestyling. Like you didn't even. This is back when like in Texas, like you couldn't write a song. Like you had to freestyle. Like it was like no, we don't. You don't write songs in we Texas. Don't write. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't think I heard a normal speed song out of Texas for about six years. It was all chopped and oh. screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Screwed. Yeah. Like if it wasn't screwed and chopped, it wasn't getting played. Like it was yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was just like sorry. Like, but nah. Yeah. I mean, the Swisher House era was when I. Because like I mean, because like. I came to Texas when I was in a uh, eighth, seventh, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even get put on to like, you know, Texas rap till basically I got to high school. You know, I was in Vegas, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like the culture was, I was in the Busta Rhymes and like other It was stuff. a cold, totally different culture out there in Vegas. Totally. Yeah. And then they gave me a little flip and I was just like, oh, oh, this like, that, or Lil Kiki. Yeah. Uh, oh. Lil Kiki was my first like big time Texas rapper that I was like, I I like this dude. Like I'm jamming, I'm jamming his tapes. Like, yeah, mine was, uh, he sent me, he sent CDs at this point. He mailed me uh chameleon and Paul walls. Uh, I think it was get your money writer. I can't remember the exact name of the title, but they're sitting in a barbershop. You know, I still remember the album oh. cover. But... <laughs> I I was that was popular when I, uh, yeah, that was popular when I was in high school. Yeah. But the I didn't really get into Paul Wall till Grills, but by the time he was kind of already big. But yeah, yeah. But I was more of a Chameleonaire fan than anything. Well, his flow was so different for that time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he stood out the most, like out of all Texas rappers, because he didn't really have a Texas sound, but no. you could hear the Texas influence. Yeah, and you know, what I mean, I guess him not cussing wasn't a real big thing, but I feel like it forced him to have a different like vocabulary and vernacular like you know what i mean like how he presented stuff was different that made it yeah. cool to me you know what i mean so yeah, I, I thought it, it, it was pretty dope he had a he had to be outside the box on it yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. you know it's it's similar because i see a lot of uh 
you know, similarities between the Texas music scene and then the Bay Area music scene. Mm -hmm. Very similar as far as the way they come up, the way that it's not about major labels. It's about homemade labels where it's, you know, you guys started out your house yourself and you make it big that way. You know, you're making money that way. And that's huge in the Bay Area. I mean, that's how 40 did it, how Mac Dre did it, all that. None of them got signed to big record labels, you know, same in Texas. It was all homegrown. Yeah. And it's, and it's a totally different type of music than anywhere else. Like, Mm -hmm. like you can, you can hear someone from Atlanta and there's so many rappers from Atlanta that have such different styles that it's not synonymous to Atlanta where there's a certain type of music that's synonymous to Texas and synonymous to the Bay area. And I think. And when you hear it, you know, there's no like, there's no if and but you, you hear it and you you know, that's Bay. That's that's the culture and the feeling yeah. the, it's everything behind it. And it, you know, it's one of the reasons I, I, I'm a huge hip hop fan. I've loved these different areas and, you know, Karina's in it as well. She's, she's uh, done interviews like this is right up her for a, her previous experience oh. was hosting music shows out here and doing oh, interviews okay. and record recaps. <laughs> yeah. So like, like yeah. that's her forte. Like mine's more like marketing and then just being a fan, but yeah, you know, yeah. so um, no, with that, it. like, it's, it's very, like it's, it's mad funny because it's like if, if you meet anyone who like is just kind of on the surface of hip hop, they don't really understand like all the different like layers of just like yeah. all different versions out there. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like it's like hip hop is so hip hop or rap, whatever you want to call it. Like it's such a big umbrella of so many different types and just everything yeah. in that one genre that is crazy. It's the evolution. It's like, you know, talking about what rock was in the 60s compared to all the different genres of rock in the 90s and 2000s. It's the same thing with rap. Like before it was just you had gangster rap or you had like East Coast hip hop. Like that's that's it. Now you got alternative rap. You got, you know, all this other stuff. And I mean, it's just what I'm I'm just going to say this. So long story short, way off subject with hip hop. So uh, in high school, we had a German foreign exchange student. Right. And he was really into hip hop and he brought some German hip hop with him. Oh, my gosh. Oh my God. Bro, I'm going to tell you right now. I swear I thought I was listening to someone talk about Satan. That's what it sounded like on there the whole oh time. Like, bad. the German language isn't a pretty language anyways. No, it's already throw, aggressive as it is. Like, yeah. yeah. Are you, you mad, throwing, like, yeah. Are you upset? It's like, no, bro, I'm normal. I, I can't tell. Like, that Like those, that sounds like fighting words. <laughs> yeah, like, bro. <laughs> like, first of all, I don't appreciate the disrespect. You know right. I, mean? <laughs> I don't like the tone that you're taking with me right now. It sounds very disrespectful, you know? <laughs> so, then I heard that, and I was like, Bro, I got to get out of this room. I can't listen to this no more. I'm going to go to right. hell for this. <laughs> it's like, I'm not coming over to your house ever again, bro. Like, no. no, no. no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, unless you're putting on Jay-Z and ain't happening, all right? <laughs> right, right. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so, great. I mean, that is hilarious. Marlon, man, we've we've already taken up two hours of your time, man, and it feels like we've been talking for 20 minutes. It's this I, is- I, just, I literally just looked at the time, and I was just like, oh, goodness. Like, I, it, like, I didn't realize it was going by that fast. Yeah. But with that being said, man, I've absolutely loved having you on. And one thing we want to make sure is is I know that outside of the challenge, you got a lot of other stuff you're working on. And I, we want to give you the opportunity to promote whatever you want to promote, you know, with us. I mean, the big thing right now is, is I am working on some, I have been working on some music. I do want to, uh, I plan on putting out uh, this upcoming year. Um, so I will have some music coming out, you know, uh, that'd be a little bit later on down the road. The big thing though, is before the year is out, I'll be dropping my streetwear line. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, BBG streetwear. So bodybuilder gang, BBG streetwear. It's actually more catered towards like fitness heads. So it's going to bring a lot of the streetwear vibe, more fashionable stuff, but for fitness people. So we're going to start out with like hoodies and tees and beanies and different things like that, but just kind of bringing like, 
I feel like there's no, no nobody like everything in the fitness culture is so just like either like gym or like at the house. There's nothing that you can like wear out to like just be kind of like you know I'm in a fitness, but it's fashionable, looks good. So br- branching into that 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 market, and then um, actually I do videography. So I don't know. Oh shit! I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I've actually shot some music videos. I actually shot some commercials. I shot some corporate videos. So. And then, um, so yeah, I mean, once I start putting more stuff on social media, just kind of, it'd be nice to get some support from the fans out there on, on those different things. Cause, uh, 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 this videography stuff, I mean, I like to, I enjoy it. Like putting together videos and stuff. It's just like super dope. You know what I mean? But I just feel like anything with like music or art or creativity, it's like to be successful in that genre or to be successful in that industry, you got to have some support. You know what I mean? Like people got to be consistently like on your stuff. So as I start putting stuff out, it'd be dope to get the support from the fans on that. But yeah, man, that's really it. Just music, clothing, um, and videos, basically all the art stuff, you know, creative stuff. You have some music out right now that people can find, like if we were to go on to like Spotify or anything like that? If they, yeah, I got one song out. It's called uh, Catch a Homie, but it's not like about shooting and killing anybody. It's just... (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, it's, it's like it's, it's like my music right now is kind of taking a transition more to like uh, paralleling the difference in like fitness and traditional like trap rap. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the trappers yeah. are pushing pounds. Well, I'm pushing pounds too, but Different. it's more towards fitness and weight. So I'm bridging this kind of metaphorical, I guess, gap between just the hustle and the mentality of like, you know, I'm out here hustling, grinding, doing a lot of things. But from a fitness perspective, that's pretty synonymous, I guess, terminology wise with yep. track. You know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. Yeah. I see the connection. Um, just trying to give a different spin, man, just cause like I, I'm over, I call the gangster rap stuff at this point. Like I get it, but it's just like, after I look at stuff at like, like what happened, like Nipsey hustle, like, like that's just like, so disheartening. Then it's like, we had Tupac. We didn't learn from Tupac. Then we no. get Nipsey hustle. Then, then y'all, it's just like, you know what I'm saying? And, and Nipsey Hussle was one of the few guys that he didn't glorify the light. Like the no, light. He, he talked about it in a more, yeah, in a real manner in how yeah. it wasn't, it shouldn't have been glorified the way it has right. been. You and know what I mean? He was respectable right. about it. He was an adult about the content. You know what I mean? He's like, I'll give the heads up to like even someone like 50 on this because he talked about like hustling and stuff. And he said, look, once you do the math on how long you're out there, what you're making now, or the chances of getting busted, all this, blah, 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 you're making less than minimum wage. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, so, you know, I, I appreciate people that have real story and real uh, experience with it, but don't right. glorify it the way it tends to be glorified sometimes right. because it's, it's not the life. Let's be it's real. It's, life. it's not the life. And, it's like, I mean? and I've grown up around those dudes, man. It's like, you talk to anybody that really honestly comes from that lifestyle. They don't enjoy it. it no, it's absolutely a, not. It's a, in, it's a means to an end. It's a necessary evil in the sense of like, they just felt they had no other option. So they had to get into it to do what they had to do at the time. Then you know, it's a social stuff racks up and then it's just like, they kind of get stuck, but it's a social economic problem is really what it is. I mean, because it's really the economics behind it. And, you know, I know we could go off on like another three hours conversation on this alone. You know what I mean? But you know, it, I think that's where I lean more towards like, cause I grew up late nineties, early two thousands where hip hop was, that's all there was, you know, rock wasn't around no more. Well, I mean, it was, but you know, it was hip hop. Yeah, exactly. It was influential. I mean, and part of that is because of Eminem and all of that. And I understand that behind it, but you know, I'm, I'm happy about Eminem because without Eminem, I never find most deaf. I never yeah. find Talib Kweli. I never uh, find Kendrick Lamar. You know what I mean? Wu-Tang Clan, if you want to go yeah. back or, 
you know, it opens up the door for J. Cole's and the Wale's. You know what I mean? Like, it how really works. Pop an album with no promotion and goes platinum with no features. Exactly. And like, and this is the thing is like, without that, I don't become an Andre 3K fan. And that's, oh, dude, that's party. AT Aliens, bro. Like, oh. Andre, bro, I've been on Andre 3K since AT Aliens back when uh, uh, Outcast was like underground. Like, I still remember this. My first album was, uh, it was a BET Rhapsody, the basement, like promo album. And it had the artist storytelling with Slick Rick. And I oh. heard that verse from Andre 3K. Are you kidding me? It's a rap from there. Rap. It's a rap. Like if you don't like Andre 3K after that, then I don't, I can't, I can't trust you. I can't trust you. <laughs> we, we, no trust. we got a 10 year old. I was like, you want to hear my favorite rap song? So I put on that one and Karina's like, what the hell are you playing? He's 10 like, years what old. What are you doing? I was like, <laughs> he, he don't know about none of that, but he needs to hear these. He needs to hear this lyrics. Right? Right, right, right. Vocal patterns, the way he split bridges and bars. He needs to hear this. It's, and then like people give credit to like, uh, they think like Drake's the first rapper to rap and sing. I'm like, excuse what? me. Have people you not heard that? speaker box in the love below? Are you gonna disrespect my man Andre 3K? Are you gonna disrespect my man 3K right now? Right? I, I just I can't trust you. I can't That's trust weird. you. Right. In my personal opinion, there might be two, maybe, maybe two to four rappers in the world that I think could actually compete with 3K lyrically. Who? Maybe. Maybe Eminem, young Eminem, not new Eminem. Young, young Eminem? Yeah, He's young Eminem. Yeah, um, I'm talking Slim Shady LP to Marshall Mathers, right? In that yeah. area. Okay. Nothing after Marshall but Mathers. Yes. I think young Kendrick, like Section 80. Oh. Section 80 Kendrick? 100%. Yeah. Damn. That's yeah. like... Section, dude, Section 80 is a... Like, if he was already mainstream and put that album out, it'd be a classic. Iconic, yeah. ADHD, Rigor Mortis, Ronald dude. Reagan era. I mean, every... Chan. Oh my. Uh. Like, how do you even conceptualize that? This, it's it's the only album that I can listen to, and it feels like it's the first time I listen to it every, every time. time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the only rap song. Rigor Morris is the only rap song that I physically cannot rap along with the guy. Yeah, no, <laughs> no you can't do that. You can't do no, that. No, 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 no. And I mean, like, I grew up with Bone Thugs, so like, I'm ready for the. You know, I'm on that. You, know I mean? we can, you can get in there a little bit, but like, yeah. and, uh, no. And uh, Rigor Mortis, after about two bars, I'm like, I'm just gonna listen. A little, yeah, little, gonna, little turn the volume up a little bit. There it is. Yeah. That's it. All right. You know what? If I want to rap along, let's go ahead and grab ADHD. Let's do that. That that Section 80 was what put me on the Kendrick. Like, and I was just like, yeah. I was I when I heard when I heard Section 80, I knew he was gonna make it. I was just like, it's just yeah. gonna take time. I was like, he's gonna, he's gonna be that dude. It's just gonna take him some time. Have you ever gone back and listened to Overly Dedicated, his first album? No. Oh, bro, I'm gonna shoot you a link on Twitter. I'm gonna shoot you a DM on this. He's got a song on there called "Ignorance Is Bliss." Oh my god! And he's, dude, he's got one line in it. It sticks with me forever. He goes, "I'll back you down uh, like Shaq with a black two two three in my hand." And I heard that, and I was just like, "I've never heard a metaphor like that." Oh my god, hey, bro! I'm telling you, like. <laughs> Bro, I, I'm gonna send you this he song. It's gonna mine. it's gonna change like that is where he can keep with Andre 3K. You know, that's that's he's on a league in a league of his own, dude. Yeah. And then he, he drops, then he drops uh Pimp uh How to Pimp a Butterfly. Oh my god. That album was amazing. Did you listen to his untitled? With no. it was nothing but jazz samples. It, it's oh my god, dude! I'm gonna send you a couple links. All right, man. Send me you, send me I, I got you. I got you. I need these. I need these yeah, I got you. I mean, like, I'll send you even the link to like some of my uh, Spotify. Like, I got stupid amounts of playlists. I'll send you some decent oh, ones. Like, send me a, send send me all of it. Dude. I'm all yeah. dude. I'm like a music connoisseur. I want I want all of it. I want it all. Just send me send me everything. I got you. I got you, man. Marlon, man. Hey, 
This has been an absolute pleasure. I mean, real talk, this has been my favorite interview by far. I mean, not just because of like my fandom for you, but like dude, there's just been a great back and forth conversation and not an interview at all, but really just talk. And I enjoy that immensely. Oh man, thanks, yeah. man. Oh, thank you. You guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. Easy to easy to talk to, it just flows. You know what I mean? It's like it's like I've known you forever. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Yeah, awesome. it, it does. Yeah. I know. I feel like we've we've talked before. Right? It's weird. It's kind of weird, but no, it's been awesome to meet you. Thank you so much for your time. I mean, you told us bet that it would take it would only take about an hour and you were right. So <laughs> you won that bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but man, with that being said, you ever want to come back on, you got something you want to promote. You just let us know. We'll make it happen yeah. for you. And then, okay. uh, uh, welcome anytime. Yeah. Anytime, man. And then, you know, hell, if you come on, maybe we'll, uh, we'll do a little segment where it's not even challenge related. We'll just talk about life and stuff. You know what I mean? Talk Ooh, about yeah, subjects. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Man. Because oh, no, I, no. I'm one of those people, like, I'll, I'll talk about anything, regardless. It doesn't happen. <laughs> I, look, yeah, if I, gotta, yeah. if I know something about it, look, we can chop it up. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. You want yeah. you want to talk about social injustice, I'm here with you. You want to talk right, about right. football, I got it. Like, let's right. do this, right? You know what I mean? Man. So, But, all right, man, you have a good one. Um, I'm going to shoot that stuff over to you now, and uh, we'll shoot the links. And otherwise, man, thank you once again so much, Marlon. All right, you, you too, guys. Y'all have a good weekend. You too, yeah, thanks. You too, man. And uh, best of luck to you, man. All right, man, appreciate it, guys. All right. Bye. That was fucking holy shit. That was oh my god. That was like the coolest fucking interview I've ever done. And not just not just challenge. I'm talking like my entire history of interviewing people, musicians. It like that was probably the coolest fucking interview I have ever been part of. Wow. Yeah, I mean, look, I've I've been a fan of Marlon since I've seen him on Rivals too. Um, With that being said, like. I didn't think we would just vibe like that. Like it wasn't even an interview. It was a conversation. We were just, you know, bullshitting and not only just a great guy, but like super well-rounded, well-versed on everything challenge related, TV related, music related. I mean, and then to learn football football, and then to learn about him being into videography as well and clothing. I mean, look, he's a trendsetter for sure. And regardless, if he comes back on the challenge, you can tell Marlon's positioned himself away in a way for nothing but success. And I, and I'm rooting for him. Hardcore. Make sure you go check out his new clothing line. Go listen to his music on Spotify. We've linked it all down below. Go give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm telling you, if you're inspired to get back into shape, look at the games Marlon's made. He's he's an example that we followed on that. And uh, once again, guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to us. For myself, Karina, and everybody else on the Challenge Fandom Podcast team, thank you, guys. Uh, make sure to subscribe and to get a hot second, leave us a review. Make sure it's five stars because if it's four, I'm going to think you're a hater. 
bottom, bitch, I made it out. Fuck the fame and you can keep the clout. Mugging in Texas, rapping for the South. These niggas won't be for me like I'm an in and out. I'm deep diving in tens, they struggling with sixes. I still fuck with women, did it on television. You can't get them in private, so please quit with the distance. Now my haters looking why I stopped through with the dishes. I'm killing shit, I might just catch a homie. Million dollar scheme, come run it by me. I hit the gym and doubled on my body. I'm trapping weight, I might just hurt somebody. I'm killing shit, I might just catch a homie. Million dollar scheme, come run it by me. I hit the gym and doubled up my body. I'm trapping weight, I might just hurt somebody.